Welcome to episode 207 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Shocktober series comes to a shocking conclusion with everything we covered from October 26th to October 31st. Happy Halloween! <laughs> to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. Ah, uh, Mary Maddie. Oh, we're already Christmas time, and I'm listen, Adam. It's November 1st. Uh, let's, uh, let's listen. You guys hear that? Is that the carolers at our front door? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're close. Do you guys feel that? That, like, November 1st, like, oh, shit. Like, you see Christmas everywhere. Well, apparently at my yeah. uh, uh, wife's work, they've already put up the Christmas trees. That's insane. Like, I, I know a couple friends have done that as well. You're supposed to wait till like, after November 11th, safe, right? But uh, I, don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Hey man, hey, we're not here to judge yeah. anybody. <laughs> I, Hall- also, I was thinking about this. The, I love Halloween, but the actual thirty first itself is such a letdown constantly because it can't be as good as I think it is in my mind. Do you know right. what I'm saying? It's like ah, oh, the month's over. I know you guys are probably like, the month's over. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, th- this year was usually yeah. This year was a, a weaker one for me. Not in my strongest thirty first. Yeah, thirty first. Yeah. yeah, but. Um, yeah, no, it was a fun month, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I think I, I'm glad it's over. And we've talked about it before. I think this year was just insane. It's, it's gotten out of control. Yeah. And next year we may be changing around the rules yeah. a little bit to make it. <laughs> you guys are going to kill yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't think there is a a higher level without. I think we're losing our jobs. We're averaging yeah. pretty much three to four movies. I think it might be four movies it's, a day, pretty yeah. much. I it's wouldn't be shocked if you it. guys are both four movies a day. No, I think it's over four movies a day on average. Yeah. Yeah. And think about this. Think about the hours per day. Even if you're watching like Adam's uh, 60 minute movies, uh, <laughs> that's still four hours a day. Like that's. Yeah. That's insane. That's more sleep than some people get. Yeah. It's uh, it it adds up. Like I, I had somebody messaged on Instagram today and said, "How are you guys?" Because I posted everything we covered on the last episode, and they were like, "How are you well, doing yeah, this?" I know those like summaries. We always include a summary of everything we watch. So if you're listening to it, you can see. Okay, well, they just talked about this. What's that movie they talked about? And they can find out what we talked about. Those plot summaries are insane. Even the posters. I put all the posters in the for the picture inside the pumpkin, and it's like. We're covering like 60, 80 things in an episode. It's 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 yeah. just too. I mean, th- these episodes have been longer probably than they ever have as well. Because even if we rush through them, which I feel like we have been, when everyone's watching, yeah, that many. Well, it's it's yeah, pretty much it's thirty movies per person, right? Like yeah. 
we're covering like probably 80, 80 epi- movies, and that's not including the episodes. We're probably TV we're probably covering close to ninety things an episode, which is insane. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I feel like we've almost doubled what we normally would do. So, I, uh, without further ado, I, I think we should probably start. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, okay, you guys go ahead. It's going to be. Well, intense. I just wanted yeah. how 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 do you feel about this week? Do you think you're going to take it? How are you feeling? Going I never in? know. Ooh. Like you, you, so we, you we say should... whenever you have a bat. You did this to me last year, and you were like, ah, "I don't think." And I was, I was leading, and you're like, "I don't think uh, okay. I did enough." So let's keep this interesting. What are your guys' scores right now? What are you going into this week on? So I have one hundred one point two five. Right? Yeah, uh, I'm oh. at one hundred three point five. Okay, so only a, only a two point two five lead. That's not much. Like, but it is. Could... That's an. A pretty hard thing. I think to it's overcome. gonna depend on how many one hour movie movies this guy did. If he just like I'm just doing like eight per day. Or <laughs> uh, how much you kind of like leaned into the uh, uh you're gonna see. I did actually a couple two hour movies, like okay. actual two hours, maybe a little over two hour movies. I, I is that gonna be Kyle shortcoming? I, I'm not gonna let the last week you know, as much as I wanna win this, yeah. I have things I wanted to watch that last week and I, I wasn't I, gonna I'll, let I'll be honest, even win. on the last day, yep. I left a couple things that are uh, that were a little longer. At the same time, hmm. I still moneyballed this shit. Like <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I know the rules. I know what's going on. So I was looking at my giant Shocktober list, and I'm like, okay, what am I going to cross off that is is, uh, is something that that's over an hour? <laughs> that's just over an hour. Yeah, there's a few of those. It's uh, okay, and that, that's why we'll be changing the rules. But uh, I think I think you take this more as a competition, and I definitely do as well. But I also am still trying to enjoy the month somewhat. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, again, I, I think I said this two episodes ago. There's nothing here that wasn't on my master list. So the difference between, let's face it. But if it, you have two movies and one you slightly want to watch more, but it's two hours long and one you want to watch a little less and it's only an hour long, you're going to probably choose that hour. You just said, I mean, you yeah. were limited to hour. Yeah, that's crazy to me. But anyway. But, I, I, but I'm also just not like, uh, there isn't. Like if I, at this point in this competition, there isn't a ton of like two hour plus horror movies that I'm, you know, dying to see, d- you know, dying to really see mm. there. So they're all kind of close to me. And a bunch of them that were closer to an hour were definitely near the top of my list of things that I haven't seen. Like one, it's going to make, you know, it's going to make my top of the, the month sort of list. So. I I don't feel like I cheated myself in any sort of way because I'll look at some of the other ones that were like close to two hours, modern movies that were an hour and 45. They're going to be some of the worst things I watched all month. Um, So... I I, I don't don't feel... So Adam's playing the game. Um, He came to win... And that and that's that is probably going to be my downfall, but that's okay. I I, I wasn't going to start only choosing movies based on that because I don't know. I, I yeah, I wouldn't want to do that to myself. But uh, Kyle's throwing some shade. <laughs> there was one day I'll I'll say this where I ran into and I'll get we'll get there where I ran into a couple in a row and I was like, oh fuck, I've hit the bottom of the barrel here. Maybe maybe I'm I now need to like just forget about this because maybe I've exhausted. And then I hit some, some- I, 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 like a couple. Like amazing movies that'll be the top things I watched all month. So, uh, should we get into this? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Uh, okay, well, let's start off with the twenty sixth. Um, I'll go first because wow, I, yeah. I, I have a lot of uh, TV shows. Um, you guys know my love for Dan Harmon and Community. Yep. So I watched uh, Community uh, season two episode six, epidemiology, 
which is pretty much there's this dance going on and there's some rancid taco meat yeah, I love that this turns episode. everybody into zombies. It's fucking such a great episode. Everyone's in costume. There is uh, the, the, the big mother from Aliens and the uh, robot guy doing battle. It's a ton of fun. Ton of fun. I'm giving it 8.5 stars, man. Yeah, I'd be 8.5 or 9. It's one of my favorite Halloween episodes it's of all time. It's up there. I also watched out from season five episode, uh, season three, episode five, Horror Fiction and Seven Spooky Steps. So it's pretty much an anthology of all the characters in the show telling stories because they're trying to figure out which one of the people in the seven is a psychopath. Right. They did a test and uh, there's one like the couple at the woods. There's a mad scientist. Uh, yeah, fucking awesome again. I'm giving it eight pumpkins. Nice. I also watched um, from season four, episode three, Paranormal Parentage. This one is a bit odd. It's not as a, a high, but it's still a fun one where they go to uh, Pierce's mansion. And it's almost like the cat and the canary where all these spooky things are happening, like the uh, pictures in the window are moving, you got the eyes in the window and whatnot. So I like that yeah. one, too. It's 7.5 pump. Yeah. Yes. That's my community binge. Uh, nice. Well, I uh, I watched What We Do in the Shadows, uh, Hybrid Creatures. Uh, this is from the fifth season uh, in, uh, from 2023 that just came out a few months ago. Uh, great episode. I don't at this point the there's there's actually things that will give away the plot that I don't want to get yeah. into. Uh, Seven point five pumpkins. Ooh, ooh. Roddy. Uh, I watched a, a movie just because the fucking poster looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, trying to find something on on my uh, work travels. Uh, the robot versus the Aztec mummy from 1958. <laughs> the title sounds awesome. Uh, this is, I guess, I found out afterwards, and I kind of had, uh, I kind of assumed as much. So this is part three of a Mexican uh, trilogy, I guess, preceded by the Aztec mummy and the curse of the Aztec mummy. Uh, and you can kind of tell that because the whole thing is like told these flashbacks. This guy telling the story, and I'm like. This is a weird type of movie. It, it's just flashbacks, and I looked it up, and sure enough, it's because it's a third. It's part three of a series, and they just added in um, robots. Sorry, they just filled the the time by you know using yeah. uh, stuff in the other story. But yeah, it, it does. Uh, I don't know. I kind of had fun with it. Uh, I guess the story is this evil scientist known as the Bat wants to steal treasure that's guarded by a mummy, and you kind of see his previous attempts from the other films, and he's thrown in a pit of snakes. Uh, the mummy looks great, by the way. His henchman has his face burned, and he wants revenge. So they're going to build this robot to take out this mummy and uh, and get the treasure. It's kind of exactly what you expect. There's a cheesy battle at the end. The robot has that. Like, Is the robot called Big Daddy? I don't know, because mm-hmm. it's actually like a cyborg, because it's got a human head inside. But it's got that like typical 50s robot, where it's like literally a big square yeah. with the, the long arms. Um yeah, I don't know. I had fun with this, and I kind of want to check out the other ones. I was trying to find them afterwards, but I didn't have any luck. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think they are on DVD and Blu-ray. I'm going to give it six and a half pumpkins out of ten. Had had fun with this one. Cool. Um, so I watched um, Bob's Burgers, um, season 13, episode 6, Apple Gorchard, but not gory. Have you guys seen this one from Bob's no, Burgers? No, I haven't. It's actually a ton of fun where they actually go to a, uh, a pumpkin, uh, not pumpkin, an apple orchard, and they think that there is like a pagan sacrifice ritual that the guy's coming after them, so they have to solve the mystery. It's actually, I really dug it. Yeah, I'm going to give it uh, eight pumpkins. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, I watched from 1946 uh, Shock. Uh, so this is a Vincent Price vehicle, kind of 
feels like the sequel to Tingler <laughs> <laughs> or the prequel. No, like it, almost like a prequel yeah. to what he'll become in the fifties. Um, cause this is around the same time he's doing lever to heaven and, and Laura just afterwards. Um, Basically, uh, there's this woman. She's waiting for her husband to come back home from the war. She thought he was already dead. He was in a POW camp. Uh, she's in this hotel room, and then here's this arguing going on, and then sees Brin- uh, Vincent Price kill his wife. And when the husband arrives for their big, you know, uh, reunion, meetup, reunion uh, she she's in a state of shock and is just, like, frozen, basically petrified. Oh, so he has to figure out why she's uh, catatonic? Well, then she they get uh, recommended that they, they talk to the doctor, and the doctor is Vincent Price, and he takes her to the hospital, and oh, he's playing all these awesome. mind games uh, with her to try to keep the secret alive. Um, and there's some nice twists and turns. Price is great in it. Everybody else, not the, the greatest. It's still got, like, steady, solid direction. I'm going to give it six pumpkins. Awesome. Cool. And, uh, yeah, I finished off the day. I didn't get through too much that day. Uh, the Beast from Haunted Cave, 1959. I think this is the one you recommended, right? Uh, this is the one. It's kind of like their... A ski uh, Ski, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I knew someone had recommended this one. Uh, so this is directed by Monty Hellman, who, what a strange career. That guy did, like, two-plane black, black top, which is considered this, like, amazing... You know, Criterion released it on Blu-ray, this amazing uh, title. But then he did movies like Cockfighter about yeah. uh, <laughs> Rooster's Fight and Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. Huh. Um, and then, you know, this is one of his early films. Uh, but yeah, it's about a group of criminals. They're staying at the ski resort. Uh, they have plans to steal gold from a nearby bank. And I guess they're going to use, there's a mine nearby. Uh, they're going to create an explosion there to create a diversion. And then when everyone's looking at that, go in and rob the bank. Um and uh, and then there's a ski uh, um, ski trainer, what do you, <laughs> ski instructor. Ski instructor is the word I'm looking for. Uh, he's in there, and there's kind of a romance, a three way romance between him. And then there's this uh, woman who's hilarious and always drunk in the movie, <laughs> and she's dating. Uh, she's part of the, the the burglars, and her boyfriend is also like she kind is of the, really great in this. Yeah, her boyfriend's the leader of the troop, and he's kind of like abusive and a dick. Um, so there's three-way romance there. One thing that surprised me about this one, I think what makes it work is like the dialogue and the character is a little punchier than like yeah. some of the, you watch some of these 50s films and like mm-hmm. they all kind of blend in and it's kind of dull and you're just waiting for the monster or whatever to, to happen. Um, I found this character was a little better at that. I do feel like they spend more, too much time with them sometimes, like all the characters and not enough of the monster. I think you want to get you know, like three maybe scenes of the monster. Mind you, the monster is quite cool, and there's there's a great finale in a cave. Yeah, it's super And great. you see what it's doing. It kind of reminded me of, like, the thing or something, like what awesome. it, what's going on with these people. Um, again, I do feel like, I think this was a short one. I think it was 75 minutes, and even that, at times, it felt long for me. Yeah. Um, but I still mostly enjoyed it. I'm going to give that one six and a half pumpkins. I think I gave well. uh, maybe the exact same score. Yeah. Was like what six was this called half, again? Seven. Uh, Beast, Beast from, from Haunted, Haunted Cave. Cave. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, there's a lot of these, like, I'm a sucker for a monster movie, but a lot of them aren't good. And uh, yeah, this is one of the more. I actually ones. blame this one for, like, me every year watching, kind of go, like, going a to Curse the of the Spider Woman. Like, there, I don't know, outside of the. Creature from the Black Lagoon, which is also the 50s. Mm-hmm. The 50s are like... They, a they, lot of atomic 
bombs going on. Yeah. yeah like, I, say, I, I still enjoy that. Like, even the Man Beast, I think I talked about it in episode two, wasn't mm-hmm. great, but it's like, I don't know. It's still fun. Because <laughs> there's it, there's no system anymore for these people. So at least the Poverty poverty Row stuff in the 40s... You had some... Had, like, they've got the regular actors, so almost all the bit characters are good, where you're, you're right. In most of these, Kyles, the dialogue is just terrible and that's why this i don't one even is... know if terrible is the right word it's more like just so dull and plain like there's well, nothing to spice it up like it's like we have to say this to you know to move the exposition plot. yeah mm. so i watched some more of what we do in the shadows um uh, episode three uh the grand opening of the bar i i was saying uh season four really started off kind of a bit dull for me but this one Got it humming again. Like yeah, it's the, a lot they're of opening fun. this vampire bar. It's all the trials and tribulations and what they're going on through. And then I watched um, the Night Market. Okay, that one I'm going to give a uh, 7.5. The Night Market, 8.5 pumpkins. This is awesome. They all go to this Night Market, and there's a bunch of like monsters and ghouls and boogans that they have to like barter with to get what they want from the Night Market. It's it's a ton of fun. Yeah, I I really really enjoyed it as well. And anything else? Are we on to the twenty seventh? I thought you said three, Adam. You only covered. Oh, two. sorry. I I I, uh, I watched what we do in the shadows. Um, this is the roast. Um, uh, Laszlo is down for some reason. No, no one's really sure. So they they host a roast, uh, and it kind of goes awry. It's it's quite a it's a lot of fun, awesome. as you would imagine a roast with what we do in the shadows. <laughs> Laszlo being the center would be pretty good, actually. Uh, eight uh, awesome. pumpkins. Nice. Uh, I guess let's move on to the 27th. Okay, right, I guess I'm it. up. So uh, I did a double feature. First was Revolt of the Zombies. This is during, uh, it's from 1936. This is during the First uh, World War. Uh, they find this priest, he's possessed, and he has the power to turn men into zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the priest tries to kind of like, hide and get rid of this formula but then somebody this general finds out kills the priest gets part of the formula and he's on his way to try to figure out how to turn a bunch of people <laughs> from other locations in the world it's it's incredibly racist this movie uh yeah. it's maybe the, I, that's the thing with some of these 30s and 40s the racism is strong here this yeah. this probably is the most racist of all of them um and like just it's so colonial it's it's ridiculous uh and then there's this kind of love story between these three characters and the one character finds the zombie uh trick secret to turn men into zombies so now he can control what's going on to get the girl back uh i don't know it's it it's uh it's uh it's some horrible acting it's colonial and it's colonial <laughs> Uh, there's a weird scene. So this guy's walking through the river and he's trying to find the secret how to turn people into zombies. And it's totally fake. He, it's, he's just like in a pool. He's not moving anywhere. <laughs> he's just moving his legs up and down. But then they do a wide shot and he's actually walking through the river. And it was like, why did you just put that? Why did you just use camera. this? This is ridiculous. Cause the other, and then it goes back to the other shot where he's clearly <laughs> just lifting his legs up and down. That's the best part of the whole movie. Uh, not very good. Two point five pumpkins. Oh, probably the worst thing I saw. Revolting. Uh, but then I saw Revenge of the Zombies. So I'd already the sequel. To- <laughs> I, I I don't know if it has anything to do with it? it. I think it's actually a sequel to, uh, uh, King of the Zombies, which was a, a Legosi picture, which which was okay uh, a few years ago. This is this was way better. So this is from 1943. It stars John Carradine, who's just like 
chewing up scenery mm-hmm. as a villain again. I, I watched uh, Billy the Kid versus Dracula, which nice. is so fun. Um, and he's turning his wife into a zombie to plan. He's building up his own zombie army. Of course. Uh, for the Nazis. There's a bunch of... <laughs> is it Hookum or Hokum? Hookum Pookum? Hokum. I think it's Hokum. <laughs> about the guy being... A, you know, uh, He's going to kill everybody and that's coming there to maybe find out the brother or the wife. It's all very convoluted, but the, there's some snappy dialogue that I really, really liked in this, and everybody's having a lot of fun. It also stars uh, Mantan Moreland, who is one of these black characters from the 30s and 40s, these co- comedic guys who've mm-hmm. kind of basically because inherently he was playing a stereotype so he was thrown away in the 50s but the guy's actually just got like comic timing like his timing is so good and that's why like even though he's playing a stereotype he's an incredibly talented actor um so he's great in this he's better than even when i saw him in king of the zombies which i think was the best part of that movie um it kind of gets into like nothingness territory uh, uh, sometimes uh but i there's some great quicksand at the scene. They go in the swamp and people are like <laughs> sinking in the quicksand, but it looks really cool. Anyways, uh, 6.5 pumpkins. It redeemed the zombies of, of that double feature for sure. <laughs> the revenge of the zombies. I was like, <laughs> the redemption of the zombies is the next movie you watch. I had built a, like a, a YouTube playlist to find the best <laughs> versions of, of these two. So I'd already had it queued up. So it just went and I was like, well, I guess I do this, but fuck man. I'm here. Uh, but yeah, it was really good. Recommend. So I watched some more. What we do in the shadows of private school, Shawnee. Yeah, <laughs> this one is great. They bring in I love the, this uh, one the, the, a the lot. Um, head dean, their buddy Shawnee, to uh, talk about uh, baby Colin Robinson's tenor. Yeah. So they're constantly blanking their brains to get them to hypnotizing them out. to restart it, it again. It's awesome. They're going through different combinations. Like if I'm the parents, we're gay parents now, we're uh, <laughs> you're the parent and I'm the mom and I'm a single dad now. It's fucking amazing. I'm going to give this one eight pumpkins. The yeah. show is humming, man. Humming. It's so good. I also watched uh, the wedding. Um, I don't really remember what happened now because I watched them all in order, but yeah, it's, I, it's an Andor's wedding. Oh yeah. 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 With uh, what's her face. And he's once he gets uh a bridezilla is what he turns into, and yeah, uh, seven point five. <laughs> yeah, wasn't uh, wasn't as as memorable my, my, as memorable as some of the other ones. Uh, I, I did a triple feature that day of uh, I guess um, movies with multiple monsters in them. Ooh, multi monsters, uh, multi monster so, movies. Yeah, so I started off with uh, Devil Story from nineteen eighty six. Uh, this is uh, a Vinegar Syndrome release, uh, French film. Uh, this is one that uh, opinions definitely vary online. Some people said it's the worst movie. They couldn't finish it, and some people liked it. Um, yeah, so it's a French film. It opens up this weird-looking kind of creature, deformed guy in a Nazi uniform, kills a bunch of people randomly. That's what they do. Um, and then this couple, then it cuts this couple. They're driving, and their car breaks down. Uh, they end up having to stay at an old castle uh, for the night, and they're told this Story by this man in in the uh, the hotel castle that uh, I guess that um, did he have like an Austrian accent? No, no. Uh. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah. Anyways, he tells a story about these group of brothers that it's kind of he he would pull a fog where uh, they would light a fire on the uh, on the the, the the coast and then the, all the ships would crash into the rocks and then they would loot the ships and uh, I, I don't know what that really had to do with this story <laughs> other than maybe. Um, to tell I think story. one of those guys is the br- relative or brother of this weird-looking creature that's wearing the Nazi outfit, I believe. 
this film is not a story driven film, and that's why you're gonna, you know, some people will be like, this is a struggle to get yeah. through. Um, and anyways, this woman has this nightmare, wakes up in the middle of the night. She hears uh, this creature walking through the street. He's with his mother dragging this casket, getting rid of the bodies from the beginning. He goes to a graveyard. She kind of follows him and gets caught. And then it's kind of this long chase sequence. Uh, a mummy also pops up <laughs> randomly <laughs> in there. And there's a black horse throughout the movie that they just like... What year did you say this was? Uh, 1986. 86, okay. Uh, there's this black horse. This is through the movie that's supposed to be a demon horse, but it's just a black horse. And they just <laughs> they just added like the horse sounds throughout the thing. But like <laughs> they'll just sit there for five minutes of this horse jumping <laughs> like a galloping. up. Um, yeah, again, you got to be in the right mood. But I was in the right mood because I was fucking, I just had a blast with this. I don't know. It was just working for me. Um, I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of 10. It's not going to be for everyone. And again, maybe the second time I view it, um, It'd be it, a it won't work for me, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is one where it's you're going to like it or not, but uh, it worked for me. Nice. I also watched, yeah, uh, episode seven from what we do in the shadows, the Pine Barrens. You were right, ballsy move, but it kind of worked out. Yeah. They all go to a, a cabin in the middle of nowhere, and they're like a hunting man, and uh, there's some almost mellow, dramatic stuff going on between Nandor and um, uh, Laszlo. Yeah. They actually get to talk about their feelings, like, huh. Who would have thought that like, the show had heart? Like, <laughs> it has a ton of heart. Like, yeah, buried, in you, unexpected you ways. You scratch it, and it's like, oh, wow, that's actually touching. I'm giving this one eight, eight pumpkins. I really dug it. Uh, nice. Uh, so uh, I st- stopped in at uh, my parents' place, and my nephew was there for a, a sleepover. You watched Blippi, too? Uh, I didn't watch Blippi. Uh. I watched <laughs> Toy Story of Terror. From okay. 2013, have either of you seen? Not this? that great, man. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's it's okay. I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm a little bit above <laughs> the, this. The, the first like uh, uh, five minutes, like oh, it's kind of fun because they tell a story and then it just kind of turns into them rescuing people from a hotel, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's not very Halloweeny. It's yeah. like yeah, it's not as Halloweeny as I was uh, maybe hoping. But I, I I still find like it's a good story. Like mm. the the story plot, it's 22 minutes. Yeah. Like it's a sitcom basically. Um, I don't really need to go into it. Yeah, they, they go to a they go on a road trip. Uh, some this basically motel guy takes toys they're left behind, and then he tra- repackages them, tries to sell them, and yeah. so it's them trying to save each other. Uh, I'll give it six pumpkins. It's it was fine. Yeah, cool. you just want the point. You can say you want the point. <laughs> I get it. Well, because <laughs> I, I was even talking like Blippy. Like I'm not even going to bother talking, but I, I want the uh, half point. Well, Toy Story it's, is not Blippy. Listen, it's 40 <laughs> minutes. I had to sit through no, this. I, I, so uh, you guys. Come here. Blippy is 40 it's minutes. It's crazy how long this guy goes to. Because he goes to this uh, pumpkin Is this even patch. the real Blippy or the fake? Because the real guy doesn't do it anywhere. These two other people took over, and now this new guy wears the uniform and calls himself Blippy, but he's not Blippy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know there was like politics beside Blippy. Well, I don't think it's politics. I think the guy just sold the thing. He's like, I don't want to hmm. keep on fucking Oh, he gallagher He sold it for like millions of dollars. Oh, and, uh, and he probably produces the show now and doesn't have to do it a lot. I watched two of these a couple years ago with my nephew, and I was like, <laughs> This is what it is. Yeah, it that's it seems very like well, it's pretty a, much just like a tri- it's just a learning kind of he Sesame has a Street type camera thing, right? and he just kind of but goes he just places. goes places and yeah. plays. I, I it's may- well produced so like I'll give it that you can understand how this stood out from a lot of the other YouTube mm. stuff out there like even from the beginning it was well produced but yeah it's not uh, yeah. <laughs> I just made one of these when I was in high school though it was called Mr Mangler the problem with him was he we had questionable. Like he maybe shouldn't have been around children. <laughs> Erections. He was teaching them how to build bombs. But I went to like the play center and went around and and had a camera and he filmed me going through the play stuff. But but like, I think it made both the parents and 
Is that why you're not allowed within 50 yards of a school right now? <laughs> just McDonald's. Oh, okay. okay. I, yeah, I always say it's because I, you know, I've got these high values that I haven't had McDonald's since yeah, yeah. 2002. It's, 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 it's a no. weird arrest for I'm, Mr. I'm, Mangler. I've been banned. Adam Bentley is allowed. Mr. Mangler, not so much. Okay, so uh, with the blippy, I, I, what, what, I'm not going to rate this. I just want the points. I'm just happy that next year, again, hopefully our new rules yeah, will eliminate yeah, us having exactly. to talk about like all these. Again, like I think Toy Story, you would still talk about maybe, but all these like really, really young. Yeah. Childhood, because yeah. I, I, oh, hopefully I, next year she's a bit older. I don't have to talk, watch Peppa Pig and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, c- continuing the, the multi monster thing. So I did this movie called Another Vinegar Syndrome release. I, I've been, I think, like seventy percent of my mm. watches this month have been Vinegar Syndrome, uh, Satan's Menagerie. Uh, from Ooh. 2001. So this is a shot, a 2001 shot on video movie. Ooh. I think it was years in the making, several years took him to film it. It better be if you're shooting on video in 2001. <laughs> I was thinking that. Like, that seems... Yeah. I think it's a choice because, yeah. I mean, this movie would not have a Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray release, but there's a, there's a whole market for shot on video, especially. Huh. There's still people making them, and there's an audience that want new shot on video. It's just that there's something about that cheap style that, uh, yeah. People love um, so I, what, I think, what are your thoughts? Did you, did you dug this one? So you, you get an introduction of various monsters. There's a female va- yeah. vampire. There's an amphibian man who's angry about all the pollution in the sea. <laughs> There's uh, my favorite character was this wheelchair bound. He's a Vietnam vet with uh, he's a melty melty dude. And drug dealers come and and you know and he'll get in an argument. Then he pops out and it turns out he's secretly a werewolf. Uh, <laughs> so he was kind of fun. There's a mummy in there. There's a man with electric powers. Anyways, there's not really much that you get. Kind of the introduction of all the monsters, and then you kind of get in the plot where this priestess is trying to gather all the monsters together for some ritual that is going to resurrect an ancient god. Um, yeah, I, I, it didn't really. Whereas I said like this could be if you're in the right mood and maybe on a second viewing. Whereas the other one I was in the right mood and it just worked for me. Mm. This one. Really didn't it because it's not from the 80s and stuff, it doesn't have that really cheesy, so bad it's good. Like, you can kind of tell that this guy, I'm not saying he's talented, but it wasn't like a really like hilarious, yeah. this is so bad. It's an hour and 40 minutes, which is Ooh. way too long for this thing. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it four and a half pumpkins out of 10. Didn't work for me, but I did like mm. some of the stuff in there. I guess, hypothetically, at the end of this month, watching stuff that's like so bad it's good is so hard to get through. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, I disagree, but oh, yeah? uh, I, I, I'm a person, if I can put on those, like, I can have a blast laughing oh, yeah? my ass off with those. Because there's a movie um, that we'll talk about later on this this uh, week that I'm just like, I, I can't believe I'm spending my uh, last couple of days. You better not be bad mouthing the one I I think I am, yeah. Oh, that movie's a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, anyways. Maddie? So I also watched a VHS uh, uh, 1985, I believe is the one that just came out. Yeah. I was impressed how well this movie went for me. Like, uh, at first, I'm like, okay, another yearly installment of VHS, whatever. This is the best installment since the first two. It's awesome. It's pretty much, pretty much you get like a uh, cassette tape and you get weird commercials throughout it. Like, you just record. And there's an ongoing story about these cats. They go to a, a lake for like a camping trip and they get mowed down with like a sniper. And like, it stops and it goes to another story about this um, almost like a um, what's that called W five where it's a case where they're um, finding out that they found this uh, alien in a mountaintop and they're trying to communicate with it and they're having this documentary of how it's accepting its communication and whatnot and all throughout the um, segments you flip forward flip flopping between these two segments spliced in with other. Um, uh, segments. One is like a um, uh, earthquake that happens in Korea that's not that great, but there is one where this kid 
is uh, filming his dreams. It sounds so weird, but it works. And he's uh, these people are getting brutally murdered through like the eye of a camera. And they're getting um, sent the tapes to the police station. And the police station is trying to figure out how these tapes are coming to them four days before the murder actually happens. And it turns out, yeah, it's it's shot perfectly, almost like the uh, Prince of Darkness, where they have that VHS, like, yeah. gritty thing. It's all shot like that, these dream segments. It is amazing. Like It's one of the best VHS segments since the first two. Like, it is standout. Like, I'm giving this one... 7.5 pumpkins. Wow. And that is saying a lot for like like a VHS. VHS is usually around like six. Like Yeah, I I, I was trying to avoid VHS as, yeah, much, yeah. as much as I, possible. I understand, like, but I love the first two so much that I watched Viral. I'm like, okay, you let me down. I watched 99, I'm like, okay, you let me down. I watched 85, like, come on, guys. I'm so, I'm so happy that there's this resurgence in mm. anthologies, but like none of them seem to be capturing the magic. Like yeah. trick or treat. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a handful that have been pretty good, but none of them seem to be capturing the magic. It's like they're, I don't know, the modern anthology to me just have, doesn't have that same. I, I feel the this feel one aside, modern anthology just seems like a bunch of like a, a cheap. Uh, it seems like a bunch of short films made, that yeah. are just like interconnected. You it doesn't it. feel like a film. Like you're not getting like mm. a great director. To, yeah, actually, that's probably the problem. I think every anthology is like it. that. They're just a bunch of segments by a bunch of random directors. Whereas mm. like the '80s, you got like George Romero and you King getting it. together, and you know. Releasing a film as a whole. Uh, so I did a, a a Rob Savage double feature, and the first one is what we all have to watch, or we lose a point because it was the uh, pick of the week. Uh, the Boogeyman from two thousand and twenty-two. Um, yeah, this one. Uh, if you if this based is, on the Stephen King short story. And yeah. it had okay. Other than the guy being a psychiatrist and there being a boogeyman, not a whole lot goes like uh, that book. That story is fucking cool as shit. The guy I see. Walks I don't know it at all. Into like a psychiatrist office and tells his story, and it's which is a, very. I, I did think that was a uh, quite a good sequence mm-hmm. in the in the and that was scene. how the story and they kind of turned that into yeah what, ninety they, minutes. It's of, a twenty twenty three uh, film, by the way. Just yeah. oh twenty twenty three does right. count towards this year. Yeah, yeah. if you want to make if it's going to make your top ten, <laughs> ten of the year. Uh, yeah, I guess we're all talking I'm, about yeah, that. Yeah, 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 you go ahead, but, uh, I, I, I don't want to shit over it, but I don't know how else to I don't, talk about I don't this think, movie. Yeah, I'm not going to shit over it. I don't it. think it was terrible. I don't think it was great, though, either. I think it's like, I just think it's the most generic film you're going to see in a long time. It's like, there is nothing original in this film, and the whole time I just felt like seen that, seen that, give me something unique, give me something original. I mean, the best maybe is the 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 look of the monster. Maybe yeah, even it's that just unique, kind of like, yeah. But even that, I thought the rules didn't make sense because sometimes it's like this supernatural entity, and sometimes it's this creature that you can shoot and kill. It that part didn't really make sense to me. Yeah, well, yeah, the mythology behind it uh, made was, zero was, sense. Also made zero sense. I also I called the the uh, do do ex machina uh mom ex machina uh right from the the beginning yeah. where we were going i did think overall though better acted than a lot of these yeah. like even the little kid was yeah. really good the only yeah, people that weren't really good were the the yeah, high school girls. kids yeah. yeah it does open up pretty like it opens up with a baby dying which is fucking mm. insane like it kind of like you're in for something oh yeah and i i do think the stuff where it's in that house where she has to go back to the original house that the yeah. shadow boogeyman came yeah. from. Those are all pretty cool with all of the 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 candles and there is more p- practical effects in this one. Even the candles that didn't make sense, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cuz when the monster comes it's just like 
They're all gone. <laughs> it does it like in one swoop. Or, I, but it I, didn't the first time. It does have like, but even the house has that. Like you see that in every movie these days, where it's just like more like. I don't know. It just felt everything about this film felt like I've Boring. seen like, the whole grief <laughs> thing. Like how many times are we going to yeah. see that thing? Like a supernatural movie and they're suffering from a recent loss or grief and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't want to share this movie, but I don't have really much to say about it either. <laughs> yeah. Like Other than, uh, I forget the cat's name, but he is in everything. He was in uh, the dark Knight. Uh, he was in uh, oh the yeah the, Suicide Squad that comes in for the yeah. first he's excellent. that was fantastic between the two between them guys and Chris like, Mancini about is, is I, I find mm-hmm. is quite good as well he he steals air who's yeah. that who's he's the dad he was in the oh, Mindy yeah, Project he's okay. yeah yeah he's he, I think he's I don't know if good. he I thought he was I thought like everyone was fine in it but no one really stood out to no me. I also but like that scene with him it only works I think because of how he's reacting yeah. to the other act like. Yeah. I, that was a standout scene yeah. for me and also just like at first it's like I'm kind of scared what's in the fucking closet because you get that opening you sequence got it. eventually it, it, it just starts is, breaking all I its rules yeah I, I don't think the, the movie lived up to that opening sequence like mm-hmm. it never really like that sequence where it's doing the voice and everything and they mention it can do that I don't did they do that? Yeah, they did yeah, it they later, did it. and that yeah. was that it's was effective a, too the really? one scene where they do that yeah, the, the video changed. camera yeah um, um, um five pumpkins is what I'm thinking. I'm yeah, I'm gonna go five and a half pumpkins. Yeah, I'm gonna go six. I'm g- I liked yeah. it. I think a little bit more than you guys did. Um, I I but I went back to see like oh uh, a movie that I really liked, and I I, I know Kyle had, had had thrown out maybe that it was um you know uh, similar uh, kind of done just for you know the new horror crowd uh, and that's host from uh, 2020. And I still feel the same way. I if this is the one where they're all on Zoom. Oh yeah, love that movie. It's so good. Uh, that's actually one of the f- very few movies that actually gave me like the uh, hoo-hahs. I really enjoyed how scary it was. And I I just think it gets all, especially now. So twenty twenty is is we're, we're almost four years away from this. Yeah. Uh, the era that it's supposed to be depicting. It gets it so fucking right. All of the conversations, all of the effects people were putting on to uh, like the entertain themselves, the mat, like it. It really gets all of the details right of what was going on in April of, of I guess 2020. It, it filmed during the April of twenty twenty, didn't it? Like I think it might have been just after yeah. uh, afterwards, but. but they knew, like they they were like, like these are signatures that will mean something because I'm now I'm still on video calls every day. Two hours, probably average a day. Some days, like four or five. And people do that shit in your video calls. Nobody does that anymore. <laughs> okay. So the the way that people re- re- reacting and and using video calls in 2020 is now different because ev- the the novelty's gone off. But at this time, the novelty was still there. So everyone's doing weird things. Yeah, making like themselves a cup of coffee and one on the background of their screen and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, and, and and a lot of them are really effective for scares. Um, I do feel like they 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 rush some of the scares. I don't mind that you don't know what the fuck this is. Um, I find it, I, I just remember my problem with going too, too much in the end. Like, I, I liked the, the more subtle scares and then by the mm. end it just became, it kind of reminded me of a VHS segment actually by the end of it. Yeah. And not in a good way. Yeah, there's a couple uh, sequences where I, I people do f- flying up, and I, like, I feel man, it looked kind of cheesy. Um, anyways, I'm gonna still give it seven point five. Yeah, uh, why didn't you should have checked out his other movie because you haven't seen the dash cam, right? 
Uh, yeah, yeah I, I fell asleep. Oh, okay. I actually had thought about doing that after afterwards, but then uh, uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I'm going to say that I director is not for me because I haven't liked yeah. anything he's really done. Um, uh, yeah, it, sorry. And the, and the last film on the uh, the uh, the monster trilogy I watched was Spookies, Spookies. from 1986. I like this movie more and more every time I watch <laughs> it. It is I a party, like, man. So yeah, like I, to explain the movie, there's a 13 year old boy celebrating his birthday alone for some reason at an abandoned mansion. There's a group of teenagers to decide to head to this abandoned mansion to have a party, and then there's also this warlock in the basement or something, and he's got. A woman that he's preserved for 70 years, possibly by using the souls of his victims. And she's he's kind of forcing her to be his bride and she wants to, trying to find a way out of it. None of that matters. I think this is a movie where it's like a mashup of multiple movies mm. or something, or the director, there's some whole story. I need to watch actually. I'm gonna watch now that Shock is there a doc over. On that? There's like I think, yeah, Scream or Vinegar Syndrome sorry, put together. I think it's like an hour and a half doc. Oh, nice. Um it's supposed to be incredible about, you know. Considering all the shit that happened, this movie is fucking incredible because all the monsters, like, the you can some of the most unique. You, there's a werecat with a hook for a hand, yeah. a demon Ouija girl, farting muckmen, <laughs> a spider woman creature that looks great, snake demons, a hallway demon, a grim reaper statue thing, zombies. And they all look good. Everything looks good. And yeah, it's just like every scene you're getting some cool, unique monster, and it. it's it's just fun. And the characters are pretty fun too. Mm. They're party animals. Like aren't you they? have like the the older couple that makes no sense. Like he looks like he's in his fifties. And they're parting with these these punk kids. Uh, I'm gonna give this eight and a half pumpkins out of ten. I, I like this movie more and more. This is becoming like top a staple material for me. Yeah, I think I've watched it. I feel like three. Did this make your top hundred? No, because no. I, I, I think at that time maybe I might have only seen it. Like I watched the YouTube copy for the first time. I was like, that was kind of fun. And then I think I picked up the the, the next year, which the got Syndrome an amazing released. cover. Yeah. Well, they really it has. It, they did three covers for it actually, different the covers. covers. So you can, mm. if you pre-ordered it, you get all the different ones. So you can switch them out. And they, mm. Yeah, they all look great. Uh, yeah, this this movie is incredible. Again, not going to be for everyone. I mean, yeah, it's got but, uh, farting poop monsters. <laughs> if you just want to see a movie with lots of cool monsters, you're in for a treat. Anything, uh, Matt? Uh, that's it for me. Uh, so yeah, I rallied uh, because. It's Grim season, so I watched Grim uh, Bad Night from 2016. Uh, is it night? Is in like uh, armor, knight in shining armor? No, there's or? no knights yeah. at, at this point. We're we're full into the mythology of the show. I see. Uh, and I think this is the. I think I've said this. That this might be the most successful at that. Like they know really what they're mm-hmm. about. They've they've created some villains and characters and backstabbing. It's fun. I don't think this is the best at, at that, uh, but still 7.5 pumpkins. Cool. Uh, Sorry, I did do one more um, from 1941. This is uh, actually a, a Bella Ghost movie that I happen to own on Blu-ray from Kino. Uh, been on my uh, list to watch for the longest time, and since I've been doing a lot of Lugosi, um, I threw it on. Uh, so this is someone is murdering people on Lugosi's estate, um, they spoil pretty. What's the name of the movie? In, sorry, Invisible Ghost, nineteen forty-one. Okay. They spoil like right at the beginning that uh, I guess his wife mysteriously disappeared, but she actually survived in the caretaker. Yeah. Has her hidden in the way in the basement because she's got. Uh, um, I think I, I watched yeah. brain damage this last year or two years ago. It, yeah. And then he sees her in the window and then goes homicidal. So he's going around killing people, and you know, is anyone going to figure it out? Uh, yeah, it was okay. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It, it was fine. I'm gonna go six pumpkins out of ten. I think I gave the exact same. Um, yeah. yeah, it was better than like some of these other ones. 
but it, I mean, because Lug- Lug- Lugosi gets to have some fun in this a little bit more, but at the same time, yeah, it didn't. That's have sometimes too much the difference I think with him. His it. stuff is like I was reading about the difference. Like Karloff is working with Columbia for a lot of these movies that I've been watching. Mm-hmm. Lugosi's working with like these no name companies that made like uh, uh, no movies, no movies. They had yeah. no, like zero budgets basically, yeah. and so Karloff always is like. Wow! Look at all these actors that are in there, and then Lugosi's is like hit and miss. Sometimes you get they're better, and and this was like, I, I I did feel like he got to at least have a lot more fun in this because other times they would just use his name. No. Yeah. Um. Cool. So we're on to October twenty eighth, right? Yeah. Day of the big contest, right? Holy! How did you get through? I yeah. I got some shows. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, is that well, is that the day of the they, that was the day of the uh, the uh, trivia? So Kansas maybe we just trivia. start with uh, we went to Mosaics trivia that night, um, and we we're right now we were three time champions as movie cinematics. I'm a four time champion champion at, at for the Halloween trivia, uh, and it was a close race. We just pulled it out, um, yeah. kind of. Because Ken did this amazing pitch around. We put that up online, right? Like it. Looks yes, amazing. I posted it online on our, our stories. It's incredible. Basically, he just drew all of these uh, images. Like a from, Where's Waldo with like great horror movie references. And he had to name all the references, and yeah. uh, we killed that. Mm-hmm. No one else was close to us on that, so he made that a separate thing. So we technically won twice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we all dressed up. Uh, I was Trash Man, uh, Danny DeVito. I, uh, my wife Tammy went. You as actually somehow Mantis managed Sabagin. to make Danny DeVito slutty. <laughs> you actually did. Is, that is impressive. It, like, it, it was really hard. To, it was hard to keep. It was hard to yeah, yeah do the trivia because it's like hard nipples for staring yeah, at you the whole time. Hey, yeah, it was a cold night. You, man. Uh, and then our, our friend Michelle was also a, a Danny DeVito. So we threw mm-hmm. Danny DeVitos. And then uh, Maddie, you were Tom Waits from the Bone Machine album. <laughs> Very, uh, very. Nobody got that. it, but <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the video for "I Don't Want to Grow Up"? I I got it one when you yeah. once you said it, but yeah. I was like, yeah, no one's gonna get it. What album <laughs> was it from, buddy? Uh, Bone Machine. Boat Machine. Bone. Bone. Oh, Bone Machine. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I still had never seen what you're talking. No, about. That's okay. Um, and then Ky- anything, I'm just an adorable little devil at that point. Kyle <laughs> was uh, Jason from uh, part, part two. Part, part, Sackhead Jason, two. yeah, pre. Uh, that's you. That's my favorite pre, Jason. Yeah, so I, I agree. It's I my... was thinking about doing that for ages, but I think like have that entire night with that one eye being able to see through. Well, yeah, that, you're I, blind. I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't really wear yeah. it, it. Yeah, it, the, the hardest part for me has been finding overalls for oh, yeah. a, a, adult overalls. Is it's, it's been so yeah. hard to find because I don't Weird. think that's. Who wears overalls as a Chance the Rapper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, did you get this from Chance's line? Yeah. He was, uh, I went to his yard sale. Um, yeah. I, I've been trying to do this, this costume for probably like, yeah, five, six, seven years and had no luck. Finally found the overalls. I have a couple costumes that I'll get some use out of those overalls that I also have in my queue. <laughs> Are you going to um, wear them day to day? No, no. Oh, just, that would be amazing. Halloween costumes. Again, I, I plan ahead. I have like 10 costumes queued up and it's kind of like what i find throughout the year and uh, if i find a piece it's like oh i guess i'm being this this year so um yeah no it, it was a lot of fun and uh yeah it is every year yeah, yeah. I, I i they they put on a good trivia uh yeah we only won by 0.5 that's insane right uh we, but we yeah, if, if you added the other thing up we won by like 44.5 or something no we would i think we would have only won by 10 or something or because there was somebody else that was like oh, 30 10, 30 some odd they got on, on that hmm. so, and they were 
they were behind. I think I think third place might have gone to second place. Yeah. yeah. And everyone got prizes. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a great time. Um, but I started the morning. Uh, I got up pretty pretty goddamn early, uh, <laughs> and I watched from 1933, Haunted Gold. This Ooh. is John Wayne. I think his only horror movie, um, and it's a western. Uh, it's a western <laughs> horror. Of course, it's a western. Uh, so this is right where he's basically. Uh, make, he hasn't done any of the John Ford stuff that really catapults him to a mm-hmm. star, but he's still making westerns because he made uh, I can't even Wagons Trail or I don't remember what it was. It was one of these '30s that kind of made him a star, kinda. Yeah. Uh, for hardcore western fans, so this story is about him and this woman. They get invited back to this town. Uh, there, there, there. There's an anonymous letter, letter telling them that they're they have this abandoned mine. They should check it out. Uh, and then the, him and this woman get along and they befriend each other. Uh, but they f- soon find themselves targets of this gang uh, that's that also knows there's hidden gold down the mines. There's a bunch of trap doors and there's a f- mysterious phantom who is going lives in the mine and he's going <laughs> and attacking is, people. What did the Scooby Doo is this movie? It is total. <laughs> John Wayne Scooby Doo episode. It is, uh, and that's a lot of fun, uh, but it's also like fucking yeah. terribly made. Uh, th- there's a horse that just beats the shit out of a guy. This horse was so trained, it's crazy. That's the best scene in the whole movie. Is a horse kicking the, the shit. The horse is better acting than anybody. <laughs> John Wayne is not so good right now. None of the secondary well, characters that interesting. Okay, I gotta ask you a question. Has he ever been good, or is he just John Wayne? I think it's John Wayne, but I think the. There's directors that knew how to use that person, like the man who shot Liberty Valance, uh, which I watched this past year. He's amazing in that movie. He's amazing in they the, play to his the stage coach. They play to his strengths and know that there's like there are layers to them, but they're, they're very sim- uh, small, uh, small range of layers. Uh, and there's a crazy hanging scene where they're over some sort of rock quarry thing. That's crazy. I still don't, it must have been not regulated. Yeah. Uh, Someone may have died while filming this. But overall, the story is pretty, like, it's it's not even a great Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it five pumpkins. Yeah, all right. What else did you watch, buddy? Uh, sorry, I thought you oh, it's okay. No, I watched uh, Tales from the Dark Side. <laughs> uh, I think I didn't even write it down. But the, you know the two. I watched a Halloween candy, which I really dig this episode, where it's this old yeah, I like this one a fella lot too. Who doesn't want to give out candy? This is the first episode of the series, right? Yeah. Uh, this one, no, Trick or Treat is. Oh, I right. This one is like season two. I think it's the second Halloween episode. I, 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 I did it backwards. I don't know why, but yeah. So this old guy, he doesn't want to give out candy, and he's like, "Oh, you punk kids!" Uh, this demon comes and trick or treat, and he just wants candy, so he just tortures him, and like everything around him uh, turns into du- uh, uh, voiceover bugs. Is amazing bugs. So like he tries to like make an egg, so he's hungry, just. Bugs everywhere. And like has such a great twist ending at the end too, where it's like he hasn't eaten in like sixteen days. Like, wait a motherfucker. Like it, I I give us what eight pumpkins. I really The Halloween it. episodes are great. That is why you want to watch this. Like everything the, else kind of show... gets a bit dull, but the it's real sharp when it comes to Halloween. Because I think Savini directed this one as well as uh, Trick or Treat, which is the first episode, which is uh, amazing where this old fella we've talked about this before. This old fella has all the town's money and everyone owes him IOUs and he has this haunted house and the kids have to come in to find the IOUs and the debts get repaid to society and he just tortures kids with this haunted house and it's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. Amazing. Yeah, 8.5 pumpkins on the trick or treat. Cool. I I thought we'd get more anthology this month, but we didn't really 
Yeah, I, I had plans, and I, I did get through. Well, I, I did one earlier in the month, and I, I do do one this week. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. again, I had plans in my Halloween night just fell apart because I was just too tired and and burnt out before Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I so t- today I did a, a vamp an action vampire double feature. Oh, Blade! Yeah, I started with Blade from nineteen ninety eight. Awesome! This is a film that kind of holds a special place in my heart. I mean, it's the first Marvel, Marvel film yeah. to really have a budget and be done right. Uh, I remember this is a film I tried sneaking into the theater and got kicked out. Oh, did you actually? And then we had to go see like the Avengers, like the Avengers Sean Connery, yeah. you know, based That's on the lame one. The, the, it was okay, but and then so we I think we did sneak in again and then got to see it the second time, got away with it. I remember when this came on VHS. This was back in the day when like the rental stores would get all the titles. Unless you were a mainstream big title, the rental stores would get it uh, kind of exclusive rights for three months. Mm-hmm. And I wanted this film, and they had a used copy, but it was like thirty dollars for a used Ooh. VHS. I think if you wanted to buy him new, he he was, his thing was like, oh yeah, it's a lot of money, but you know this is what it costs me. I pay have to pay one hundred twenty, blah blah blah. But yeah, I, I dropped the thirty dollars because I love this movie so much. Mm. Anyways, I haven't watched it in a long time. Was kind of worried how it would hold up, especially with that CGI. And the, the CGI, yeah, it's not terrible, but it's not the best. Like when they he hits them and they disintegrate skeletons, like it's a cool effect, but mm. you can tell it's it is that late '90s CGI. But other than that, this movie film hums, right is fucking amazing. It, it might be like the best <laughs> Marvel, Marvel movie. movie. <laughs> Uh, like Wesley Snipes is so great as Blade, he's having a blast. Um, Chris Christopherson just yeah, kills it as Whistler. It Whistler. I love that. What's this? Smells like a vampire. Wipe his ass with it. <laughs> uh, Stephen Dorff, I, th- Dorf, I think, is a great villain where he's kind of like that new new age vampire. Uh, you know, taking the out trash the old who the old yeah. is Udo Kier. Yeah, um, yeah, just the, the action is great. The, the blood and violence is great. Um, it's shot like Stephen Norrington is like he's a director that I think had so much promise, and then he did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with Sean Ooh. Connery, and that just killed all enthusiasm he, yeah. he had for making that movies. That was rough. He hasn't done anything since then. Oh, man. Um, and it's unfortunate because it looks like he's almost come up. Because yeah, I think this movie just has this cool style. He does certain things with the camera. Even when the car is driving, he kind of speeds, speeds mm. it up. Um, yeah, it, it, and it's got a, a script by Stephen Goyer, who you know did Dark City and went on to do Batman Begins mm. and Man of Steel and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I, did, I just love the, the tone of this film. I think it does a perfect blend of like the seriousness and the mythology and the world it creates. But it has a little bit of levity with the comedy but it doesn't do like marvel you know you they don't it. feel the need after whistler you know something terrible happens to him to like add some kind of cheesy joke that you'd seen a marvel film mm-hmm. man i'm gonna uh, yeah i'm gonna get eight and a half pumpkins out of ten i, yeah. I love this i was very tempted to watch part two but i didn't Is get that to the it del toro one uh yeah, yeah. del toro yeah. Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna try to maybe finish them off november but i did do another i don't one think I'll i, talk about I don't know second. if i have i seen part two or in part three mm. part three is awful yeah goyer takes over directing and He's not a good director. And that's where, like, Ryan Reynolds was the it yeah. thing and uh, Jessica Biel. And they, right. they kind of, like, I guess there was, like, a big an- am- aminos- animosity? Animosity. Animosity between Wesley Snipes and Goyer because, like, it kind of became their movie. And Wesley Snipes just pushed to the side. And it's like, what the fuck? It's called Blade Three. Like, yeah. you know, people are not watching this movie to see these young I don't kids, think but... I, I've even seen the, the original Blade in 20 years. Oh. Uh, yeah, it, it's great. It totally holds up. Or more. Yeah. I bet it's more. Well, watch it, man. Yeah, maybe I will. Uh, I watched from 1945, The Phantom Speaks. So I really uh, dug Stanley Ridge's 
um, performance that w- he was in this Black Friday movie, and, and he he had a dual role where he was playing a gangster. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was playing uh, this uptight doctor, and I just thought, what else has this dude done? <laughs> and there's this great kind of like B movie that he did. Uh, where it's this killer who goes out thinking his wife is having an affair with a guy, so it opens up him killing uh, this guy, and then walking through and seeing someone that recognizes him that's got his kid with him, and he instantly like starts holding both of their hands, <laughs> it, like like threatening them that hey, you, you never saw me here, right? Like you yeah. never, this never happened. Like you, we you were get cynical. We were just hanging out, uh, yeah. but you never saw. We didn't meet up here or whatever. Um, which is pretty great, and that's that's uh, played by Tom Powers, who who was in a Double Indemnity, a, a bunch of stuff. He's great in this. Anyways, he gets caught. He goes sent to the electric chair. Uh, but to, before he does that, there's this doctor playing played by Ridges who believes that he can keep a man alive if he's got the willpower to want to live. It's a ridiculous premise. I, uh, junk idea. science. Uh, junk science. But man, once Ridges has to play both characters again, it's so fucking fun. <laughs> is this guy's thing where he just plays double characters? Like... But the thing is, he's different than yeah. the other two guys. So he he must have amazing range because mm-hmm. the doctor he's playing this isn't like the professor in the other one, and the gangster he's playing this isn't like the gangster in the other one. He's really like he's the, like a chameleon. <laughs> he's like Tom Powers, and he looks different. He acts different. He walks different. He's just so much fun. Um, he goes after revenge, so everybody that did this this gangster wrong. Uh, it, it does feel like it never goes to that conclusion. Like I was waiting for it to hit yeah. these highs, uh, and it kind of fizzles out at the end. That was really kind of disappointing uh, for me. Uh, so I think I'm only still gonna give it six point five. It had, ah. but it had this amazing potential. Like first forty five is like humming. It's so good. Mm-hmm. What else did you watch? You got nine, nine more to talk about. So I watched Climate of the of the Hunter. Have you guys seen any of these Mickey Reese? Uh, this is from 2020. Mickey Reese uh, pictures. Oh. Uh, so he did, uh, I'm trying to think, Agnes, Country Gold. He's kind of like this, I, I see a lot of horror guys talking about him all the time. This is one where it's almost like, a Bergman film, if it was also like the kind of sleaziest vampire okay. film at the same time, it's like high art and low low brow at, in like in the same colliding time. at the same time. It's these two um, women uh, sisters who are are going up to a cabin and they're meeting their friend that they grew up with, Wesley, who may or may not be a vampire now. Um, this guy's got like amazing. There's all these incredible camera visual flourishes, and I'm sure he did this for almost nothing. Um, I've been I, I I had this recommended to me. The problem is, I find all the pseudo intellectual babble jibber jabber that the that's going on that it really takes up a lot of it. It's seventy five eighty percent of the movie. So it's like uh, the addiction kind of deal. Yeah, but but the addiction, bad. yeah, like can't. the addiction knows there what it's is doing. A point to it. This is. This is taking itself way too serious yeah. when it's doing uh, all of these rambles. It killed the movie for me, ah. unfortunately. Uh, so I'm going to give it five pumpkins. But get to the vampires making out. <laughs> I, I'd be way more interested in what he potentially could do. Could do, yeah. 
more sleaze, less art. <laughs> yeah, and the sleaze is like it's there all the time, but it, it seems downplayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's he's trying to hide one of his affectations or something. Um, I I, I kind of wonder what you guys might think of the this. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, I'd be curious still to check out. You can tell he's like he's got some talent uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, and I, I finished the action vampire. I found out that. Before uh, Shocktober started, I was on a bit of a Steven Seagal kick. <laughs> Wait, he did a horror one? So, yeah, apparently he did a movie called Against the Dark. Uh, this is from 2009. This is a post-apocalyptic world that has these vampire-slash-zombie hybrid creatures. Well, all right, Kyle, I'll bite. How was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Se- Seagal just... It's Fat Seagal. This is Fat Seagal. Just walks around the whole movie... In slow motion, he's he's a hunter. He's got three hunters behind him, and that's just the whole movie. Like he, there, it opens up. He kills him with his sword or whatever, and it's just him walking. The women walk behind him, and uh, oh, are they like sexy hunters? Like sexy female hunters? No, like they, it's so funny. Like the two women have nothing to do. I don't even know if you ever see them do anything in the movie. They're just there to like be in the background, and then like when one of them kills. You know, he looks and he's like, no, and he has a tear from his eye. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, you haven't <laughs> talked to this person once. There's not been one interaction with you with this I, character. I do love the Steven Seagal impression. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, th- this, yeah, this is, uh, oof. Uh, w- once in a while, you get some quick edits of him swinging a sword, but he doesn't do it. Like, th- there's a young kind of muscular hunter with him, and he does all the action work. Steven Seagal, at this point, is just like, I'm fat, and I'm going to walk and look cool. And once in a while, I'm going to swing, like, the sword quickly at the screen and we're gonna you could tell like they didn't have he didn't give them much and they had to like do what they the best they could do with the editing by just doing a bunch of of quick edits um yeah man (laughs) yeah um i'm gonna give it four pumpkins out of ten didn't Ah. didn't work i was kind of excited Ah. about this one i i found out about like what's the girl did a (laughs) vampire movie went on ebay like ordered it right away and uh (laughs) was so happy that it came in time and um yeah, not so good. It, th- this you, is, you knew what you were getting, though, right? Like, I was hoping yeah. it would at least be, like, funny, bad, and it's like, there's not enough Seagal to do that. I think if he had more. Yeah. But there's, uh, there's a, what's the great thing? There's one line where he saves, like, this kid, and they're like, who are you? And he's like, he does that thing where he says his name, and it's like, vampire hunters. Like, it's so... It's uh yeah the, the movie sucks. Anyways, <laughs> it's got it's got no budget either. Like yeah, I assume it all goes to the uh, catering. Yeah. <laughs> what did you end up watching, buddy? Uh, so I watched something uh, the, uh another Legosi picture that Kyle had recommended last week. Spooks run wild. This is uh, members of the New York City East Side Boys Club. I don't need to go over their names. <laughs> they reluctantly board a bu- uh, bus to go to a summer camp. Uh, and the bus stops at Hillside, and they find themselves in a haunted house. Uh, the haunted house is pretty cool, and Lugosi is there as this this guy, and he he's got uh, an a, you know an assistant that they seem out of place, and everybody thinks they're causing um, uh, th- these these murders. Um, the problem for me is the jokes just didn't land. I don't like the the East Side Boys Club. Uh, uh, I had fun with them. Yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, they graded on me massively. So even though, like, I found a few, like, where they go into that room and then they all disappear, like, that was pretty cool. There's a bunch of these cool things, but... They did, like, 16 of these movies or something crazy. No. Uh, Yeah, yeah, like, I I know you watched another one, and I 
I will, couldn't do it. Couldn't I don't follow th- you. I don't think I'll ever be going to the Side Boys Club. Uh, 4.5 pumpkins. Wow. And then I watched what is definitely the cr- weirdest, crazy thing I saw. Maniac from 1934. This is a former vaudeville impersonator working as a lab assistant to this mad scientist attempting to bring the dead back to life. Uh, when the the uh, impersonator kills the scientist, he attempts to hide this uh, the, the crime by it becoming the doctor and taking over his work. It copies mannerisms and everything, and he goes insane. He really believes he's a doctor. And then he treats a mental patient and accidentally injects him with adrenaline, which causes this man to go into violent fits. He then kidnaps the the same guy, uh, mental patient, kidnaps a woman, tears her clothes off, and rapes her. This is 1934. Wow. And all of this happens on screen. Woo. That is is, uh, edgy by today's standard. Yeah. Uh, Like... It, it's not like a, I, I a brutal scene, but sh- she's naked. Like, it's mm. it's kind of crazy. Uh, then the wife of the mental patient finds a body on the floor, tries to blackmail who she thinks the doctor is uh, for turning her husband into a zombie that does this. Then the doctor turns the tables on her and then gets her into, like, a fight with his estranged wife, and they're, like, battle a, a showgirl, and they're battling it out in the basement. Uh, then there's like a brat, a cat breeding, uh, neighbor who, uh, who sees what's going on. He calls the police, uh, and th- then the cat ends up detecting what happens. Like the cat solves the mystery. Oh, cat detective. There are so many cats and disturbing cat scenes where they're fighting each other. And then they do this fake, like almost like Shein on where they pop the cat's eyes, eye out, but it's not huh. real. Yeah. It's, it's really a disturbing movie. It's also made for seventy five hundred dollars. In nineteen thirty four, even in nineteen thirty four, that's nothing. Uh, it's like Reanimator. Like a lot of it, kind of has that vibe. But if yeah. it was the lowest, worst budget, you know, you've sold me on this movie. To be quite honest with you, <laughs> I think you guys might get something in this. It's it's definitely got these like so bad it's good and. Can you believe they just did that movie? Like, yeah. what? That fucking happened? Uh, the the founder of the Golden Raspberry Award says it's one of the most amusingly bad movies ever made. It's like in its top hundred or whatever. Um, Apparently, seventy five hundred in today's money would be one hundred and seventy two thousand dollars. So something, but yeah, yeah, uh, not yeah, not like the, millions. There, I forgot to mention. All of a sudden, they go to like see these women, and they're just like all the with a showgirl, and they're getting prepared. And they, you know the belt machines. Oh where, yeah, where they lose weight. She just starts put puts that belt machine on and starts singing La Cucaracha, <laughs> like for a while. It's crazy. Um, crazy hot, right? <laughs> it's still a really bad fucking movie. Yeah, uh, so like, I like th- I probably enjoy this more than Crazy Fat Ethel, just because mm. I think it's even crazier than Crazy Fat Ethel is. Uh, there isn't those lulls uh, where you actually as many lulls. There are still lulls. I'm still gonna give it. I don't know. This is one of those movies. Like, how the fuck do you rate this? Five. Four point five pumpkins, probably. Four. I'm never like I can't imagine. Uh, uh, maniac. I could see myself watching clips of this, f- for sure, because mm. it is insane. Maniac from 1934, you say? Yeah, from 1934. Ooh. So yeah, I watched that. What we do in the shadows. Uh, the episode eight. Go flip yourself. 
This one is such a hummer because it takes place almost like a uh, home renovation show. Yeah. And they kind of like, how are we going to decorate the and house? And they do it so well. It, it is so good. I hadn't watched one of those home re- renovation shows in a while. And then I went to my dent, a, a new dentist. My dentist yeah. retired. And I went to a new dentist. And it's like, he's got TVs <laughs> on the ceiling. And it's always the home shows. Yep. And like, who watched this? Like, people watch it at airports and in Utah. I watched it at a full gaping ass of like, 20 seconds and no one said anything. It <laughs> <laughs> was awesome. 8.5 pumpkins, man. I love this show. Uh, I ended the night with, um, uh, I guess, no, it's not a vampire <laughs> double feature. Anyways, uh, continuing kind of the vampire bat theme, though, I did The Bat from 1959. Oh. Uh, this is a, one of the few Vincent Price films I haven't seen that's kind of like uh, well regarded or at least, you know, up there with a lot of his, his bigger hits. Uh, it, so it opens up this uh, clerk discovers that one million has been stolen from the bank. Um, and then we cut to the president of the bank who's in a cabin with his uh, doctor uh, friend played by Vincent Price. And he starts kind of like, what would you do? You know, what would you do if you had a million dollars? What would you do to get a million dollars? And he's like, kind of like, well, pretty much anything but murder. And then the doctor confesses, well, I've stolen a million dollars from my bank and he thinks he's joking he's like no like i've stolen it it's hidden in my house um and i need your help to uh fake my death and uh so i can get away with this and i'll split the money with you and and price isn't really having any of it uh all of a sudden there's like a fire going on outside the cab and the forest is on fire and the guy goes to check and boom price shoots him uh from behind uh great opening to the film uh and then now we cut to the back to the town um, there's this uh, woman who's an author, and she's in, she's uh, been living in the uh, the doctor who stole the money's house, where the money is hidden somewhere in. Um, and uh, yeah, and on top of that, there's this murderer in the town called the Bat, who's terrorizing the town, murdering people, um, who wears like all in black and has like this clawed hand. So yeah, you have a murderer in this town, money hidden in this house, and then you know various people. Uh, going after the uh, trying to stash. get in, and who is it? The the, the 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 bat tries to break into the house and all that kind of stuff. Does the bat any, look like anything like Bruce Wayne, or not really? No, it's literally yeah. like all black. Like the uh, face is hidden uh, um, with, with with the black. Um, yeah, I I had a lot of fun with this one. I was surprised. This is one of the few because I think it's public domain, so it hasn't had a good release. Blu-ray or DVD release. I think it just got one maybe in the past year, where it's like kind of an official pressed release with some extras. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of ten. I, I really dug this. Yeah, I one think here. I was on the cusp of six point five seven. I, 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 I think it, some of it just maybe because some of the stuff with the the bat guy was a, a little bit unmemorable that hmm. it didn't go to like maybe the next level of price stuff for me. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, cool. Uh, I watched from 1942, Doctor Renault's Secret. Uh, this is uh, a doctor arrives in a French village uh, to wed a prominent, an, an older doctor's daughter, and he ends up sp- having to spend a night in an inn because uh, the road is washed out. And the inn's one of those like super creepy uh, places. He meets all of the main characters there, including uh, the Doctor Rono, who's the older doctor's strangely deformed manservant Noel, uh, and played by J. Carroll. Uh, Nash, he's incredible in this movie. Uh, it is during that first uh, night that this murder occurs, uh, and it was in the room where the young doctor was supposed to s- stay, so there's there's definitely some uh, question and mystery. Uh, foul, play. a foul play is afoot. Yes. It's got a gr- just a great 
start. Uh, and then the young go- doctor goes to the big house the next morning, and there's just a bunch of weird shit happening there, too. I'm thinking, like, holy fuck, this is going to be, like, the find of the month. Uh, George Zuko, who's who's in a lot of these horror movies, he's great as the kind of, you find out he's an evil yeah. doctor. Uh, you find that Noel is actually just an experiment go, gone wrong, and that's why he's so strange and looks so strange. He was an animal. Now he's oh, not. Like he's Dr. Monroe, he's a man. man. Um, all of that stuff from that point on. Really uh, tanked? Not so good. Uh, it, it, it really uh, it really just like, again, like the, the interest in evolution in these junk science sort of ways that a lot of these movies, it's like the nuclear science of the 50s, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that, that's where they lean in. Ah, we'll just make it be atomic energy is You're the problem. This one's like, well, science, they're doing too much with evolution. We're going to show yeah. that. Uh, well, I guess X-Men were kind of coming out in the uh, comic books at this point. So next step in the, evolution. Yeah, there's a... probably that's probably exactly it. The, the same thing that's interesting in a lot of sci-fi writers. Um, I'm going to give it 5.5. And ah. It's too bad because I really, really love it. The was kind of dope. The, the first, like, 20 minutes of this I thought were, were incredible like just a ton of great atmosphere um, and then I watch What We Do in Shadows uh, Weekend at uh, Morgan Manor uh, this is basically they go to a spooky haunted house oh, really fun. good Eight Pumpkins and then I finished Grim. What We Do in the Shadows oh. <laughs> uh, exit interview um, this is the final episode of season five. And that's it till uh, next year, I guess. That's it like, till next year. So I did four seasons of what we do in the shadows. That's impressive. This month. Uh, not the, the best uh, final episode of all, mm. all, all of them, but still another solid episode. A Pumpkins. It's, the show's just so I, funny. Uh, so I'm great. not going to stop watching this. Like I, I, I no. finished season four. I'm like, wow, I might as well just watch a couple episodes today kind of deal. Cause... Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then, so then I went to trivia. With you guys, okay, then, <laughs> this is all before trivia. And I and then I came home and I watched uh, the Ape Man from 1943. This is another the Ape Man or the Eighth Man. The Ape Man, because yeah. the Eighth Man is about, about that ghost basketball player. It doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Th- oh man, that's what I yeah. finished the week off. I well, that might hurt me. Um, Kyle, did you watch this one as well? Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed this one. Yeah, quite yeah, yeah. You like this one as well. <sighs> This is uh, a doctor managed to transform into an ape-man hybrid and deathly seeks a cure. He starts the thinks the only thing that can in, uh, save him is injecting uh, spinal fluid, uh, and then you know his main doctor refuses him, and it kind of goes haywire. Uh, I don't know, like Lugosi's makeup, I thought was fucking terrible in this oh, and i, I started great. reading about it and everybody in the 40s thought it was terrible too like they thought oh, yeah. yeah like even in the 40s they were like what the fuck is it this it looks it kind of has like teen wolf I, I like it kind of like teen wolf just because the beard's not as is filled in um and i just don't i find him i didn't like lugosi in this i just find him kind of whiny a lot of the time uh mm. yeah it was not a um, i i usually at least like his performance. And I found the kind of, it was, it was fairly well directed. Uh, and some of the scenes were, were kind of interesting, but I just didn't, I didn't. What about really the one it. where he like finally gets a cure and then it doesn't work. I thought that scene was really great. He, he realizes that he can no longer stand up and stand up he's, straight. Yeah. He's trying and just like losing his mind over it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I, I, 
Eight that didn't really work not for, for you. me. Uh, Four point five uh, wow. pumpkins. So that and that was it. That was just it. It was like, just that. It's eh? Like ten movies in a day that we went to trivia for yeah. three hours. This is the problem. Like uh, this guy, we can't fucking compete with him. <laughs> if he can do ten movies in a day. Listen, um, you can't <laughs> complain at all. <laughs> I have not had any days as high as his. Uh, fair enough. Um, is that it for the twenty eighth? No, sorry, I did do one movie. One more oh, movie okay. uh, from nineteen seventy two. I did Blackula. Oh, um, nice! Again, been w- meaning to watch this. Mm-hmm. I've owned the Blu-ray for the longest time. Was this after we did the trivia? Uh, I think this is before. I might have did like half of it after because Black Le- Blackula was on the the yeah. picture trivia. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't remember. I think yeah. I feel like this was before I did half and half because I did have plans to do the sequel and didn't get to it. Uh, I was too tired after did this. Blackenstein. I think it's like Black Year Live Returns mm. or something. But yeah, anyways, this is this African prince that uh, opens up. He's attending this dinner with his wife. Um, and he's he's talking to this kind of rich guy running the castle about he's he's trying to help end slavery. And the guy kind of laughs in his face, and it turns out he's in Count Dracula's castle, and he all the vampires come out. They bite him, turn him. Uh, he's sealed away in a casket, and he gives him the name Blackula. You'll, from this point on, <laughs> you'll be known as Blackula. Seals him away, uh, locks his wife also, not in the casket, but she's locked in a crypt where she's going to die of starvation. Um, now we cut to 1972, two gay decorators, which I'm just bringing that up because for a movie in the 1970s, I don't know if you saw that too much, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a gay couple. Were well, they but, played um, for laughs or were they just like, here are some gay decorators? I don't decorators. know. I don't think they yeah, were really nice. played for laughs. They're just two gay decorators and they buy this mm-hmm. coffin um, and uh, end up awakening Blackula. It's kind of your standard vampire film where mm-hmm. he's, you know, biting people and finds someone them. that looks like his wife? Yeah, he finds there's someone that's mm-hmm. reincarnated in this time that looks identical to his wife and they fall in love. Um, one of their friends is a policeman, and he knows something's up and starts investigating and, and you know, seeing that how Blackie is connect, connected to deaths. I know I, I had a lot of fun with it. I, I've kind of enjoyed a lot of these, um, I guess, 70s black, black exploitation horrors like Sugar Hill is another one I, I dug quite a bit. Um, I'm going to give it seven and a half pumpkins out of oh, ten. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, wow. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited to watch the sequel. I just didn't, didn't get around to it. Excuse me. Uh, but yeah, that is it for the 28th for me. What is that? No, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, All right. Oh, well. Oh, well, yeah, you ahead there, Adam. Uh, so I watched The Unholy Three from 1930. This is actually uh, a remake of a Lon Chaney movie that he made in 25. Well, it's a sequel to Unholy Two, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, The Unholy Two. Uh, it, and the reason why they made it again was because it wasn't uh, uh it was a this is a his only talkie. Oh. So uh that he was going to get into talkies. He he wasn't really comfortable with it, so that's why it took him a couple years. They mm-hmm. they they figured this one could have there may be extra layers they could have given. Um but unfortunately, he died of throat cancer one month after the, oh, the film's release. He's really good in it. Uh, you know, it, it is unfortunate that you know he wasn't able to do more because it wasn't. He's a guy that yes, he was the man of a thousand faces and did all this mm-hmm. great makeup, but he also like he could convey stuff even when you're watching a, a si- silent movie mm-hmm. in the dialogue sections. Um, you know, he just had a way of, face, of presenting himself, of course, right? Yeah. Like. But but he had a great voice too, um, oh. and he could do multiple voices. So this is basically a, a sideshow. Is closed after 
Tweedledee, who's played by Harry Earls, who who plays the little guy from Freaks, uh, kicks a young boy starting a riot. Like he just fights <laughs> a young kid. Uh, and then as you do, <laughs> Echo, the ventriloquist played by Lon Chaney, proposes that himself and the strongman Hercules leave and they become the unholy three and they start just running amok doing crimes, uh, impersonating, and they bring along his pickpocker friend Rosie um, and a gorilla because Hercules is afraid of the gorilla to keep him in line, basically. Whatever. Um, so he, Lon Chaney disguises himself as a grandma. The 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 little person descri- the, uh, is then becomes a baby grandson, so he pretends yeah, to be yeah, a, yeah, a baby, yeah. and Hercules is a son-in-law. Some of the stuff that's the going on is, is really a dog. Fun. The gorilla is just still the gorilla. Okay. They, uh, uh, they own a pet shop, uh, and they're gonna pull off this crazy Christmas Eve heist. And then they propose it because Echo's girl Rosie, this young guy who's just normal, seems to like her, and he doesn't want to lose her. Blah blah blah. But anyways, uh, Tweedledee and Hercules go, and they like it's kind of a brutal section where Tweedledee explains how they killed this guy even though he was begging for his life and uh they just huh. didn't show no mercy um so then they they run away but they blame this guy Her- uh, this uh not Hercules this this Hector guy th- that wants to marry Rosie uh and then you know he's on trial but they're hiding away and they're kind of brutal one another when they're hiding in the the cabin it's it's kind of crazy uh and then the grandma shows up to the trial to try to, he's got a conscience in the end, and all of that I didn't really love. <laughs> this, uh, this movie sounds bonkers. It is a little bonkers. Uh, it bonkers mostly in a good way, because yeah. um, it is mostly like pretty dark. Uh, I'm mm. gonna give it uh, 6.5 pumpkins. So, how, how is that a horror film? Uh, how, did, how did you count that as a horror film? Because I'm looking it up, and no one's saying that it's a horror film at all. <laughs> oh, it's coming up as a oh. crime, romance, drama, letterboxed, IMDb. It was on Letterboxd as as a horror film. Okay. Because, well, even the plot, I'm just wondering where the, the thing... Yeah, it's mainly like the gorilla stuff where he's, like, killing people and, like, they're going... Uh, the the horror stuff is definitely, like, them going to the houses and creeping around and, and, yeah. and like, they're... Um, them being all in kind of disguise and, and, and it, they're the shot with... Definitely shot like a horror film. But I'm pretty sure... Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Brad, what did you watch? Uh, yeah, so I, I did some of these would be questionable, but Adam counted these last year, and um, so I, I did the Inner Sanctum uh, Mysteries. Oh yes, there's five films. Uh, I've had this Blu-ray set. Actually, I, I own these, these originally on DVD. <laughs> I think I, I think I got rid of the collection sealed. Still, uh, never had watched them. Picked up on Blu-ray, so I'm like, I gotta fucking watch these. Um. And that's uh, how I got them. I got them off of you, yeah. Do you have the DVD or Blu-ray? DVD. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there you go. So yeah, anyways, I've owned these, never watched them for years. Finally got around to it. Um, so the first film is Calling Dr. Death, 1943. Uh, this one stars Lon... Actually, they all star Lon Chaney Jr. I guess this was a way of him kind of like... He was being known as the monster guy and wanted mm. to break out and show that he could do more... Um, so these are kind of five films kind of showing off his skills, I guess. The first one, he's a neurologist who loses his memory uh, of the past few days after le- learning that his wife has, his unfaithful wife has been brutally murdered. And so with the help of his office nurse, 
who is secretly in love with him. He sets out to recover his memory and find out um, if he murdered his wife or someone else. Um, it was fine. I'm going to give it five and a half pumpkins out of ten. Ooh. I mean, I don't. I won't have too much to say about a lot of these. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I found like a lot of them were kind boring. Of, not boring, but just kind of generic. Nothing is really Bland. standing out in a lot of these. Um, but yeah, that, that was the first one. That well, I'd go for the second one too. Uh, so the second one, 1944, uh, a year later, this is a weird woman. This was probably my favorite of the five. Uh, Chani returns from a trip to the South Seas with a new wife. Uh, he met this woman there and she's heavily into superstition. Um, when he arrives back in town, the wife is kind of treated coldly because she's like, you know, the weird voodoo woman. Yeah. Right. Um, and also there's uh, this girl, Ilona, Ilona, I forget her name, um, but she thought he was going to come back and marry her and then he comes back with his bride. So she's kind of angry. And she's pretty good in this. Uh, Evelyn Anchors, uh, who's most known for the Wolfman. Okay. Um. Yeah, anyways, he discovers his wife has been sneaking off at night and casting spells, and he catches her and says, you know, you got to stop this. And then from that point on, uh, terrible things start happening. Um, if this all sounds familiar, it's because it is another adaptation of Conjure Wife, uh, one of the other adaptations being uh, Night of the Eagle, A.K. Burn Witch Burn, uh, which I believe we've both talked about. I, I'm, I'm yeah. quite a fan of that one. Yeah, I like that one. Um I think this one is pretty good too, but I think it's again, it's like a lesser version. I'd rather watch that version. I think that one does a lot of things better. Yeah, yeah I'd agree too. Um, I'm going to still give this one six and a half pumpkins. Okay. Uh, I mean, the story is just an enjoyable story. Um, yeah, but, like um, I, 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 I find I liked some of the. the I, I do enjoy some of the performances in in this one, uh, as I recall, more than some of the yeah. others. Yeah. Like outside, Lon Chaney is always good, but yeah. Uh, the Ghost Walks from 1934. Uh, this is basically, I think you watched this one as well, Kyle? Yes. That's not Legosi, though, right? No. Oh, okay. Uh, this is uh, on a dark and stormy night, basically, this, this uh, theater production producer and his secretary oh, yeah. and this playwright show up at this, uh, they're stranded on the road when the cards skid off, and they have to go uh, and take refuge at the playwright's friend's house, Ames. And uh, one of Ames' patients that who is staying with him is saying all these weird, spooky stuff. It's basically like a dark and stormy night cliche yeah. machine, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of fun. But like, it has some twists and turns, like that twist, oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about it, that happens in the 20-minute mark or something like that surprised me. I, I think that I feel like that's what kind of made this film stand out more than I, others. I do agree, like... Um, that like it it feels like you've got a a bunch of bit characters that are really interesting and then leads that they realize weren't that interesting so they just keep <laughs> going back to the bit characters a lot yeah like, the, the best thing is the producer guy and his yeah uh, his secretary they're amazing he's on firing and then you know and they they have a ton of great dialogues um i do i just find that there's no center to it to really um, make elevated, but I still I still a lot of fun. Um, I think that they do the haunted house really really well. Uh, six pumpkins, awesome. Uh, and then uh, maybe yeah. I'll, I'll just jump in and uh, talk about maybe my favorite thing I watched uh, this whole month uh, from 1943. I walked with a zombie. Um, this is a nurse, a Canadian nurse from Ottawa, 
which yeah. seems like an odd choice, but <laughs> right. they, they go and shoot. Uh, this is Jack Turneau, who, who did Cat People and, and uh, a bunch of other mm-hmm. great movies, but it's his other kind of claim to fame in the horror world. Um, he, he, and this is a Val Luton one, right? This is Val Luton yeah. as well, produced. Uh, she, so she goes to a resort to cure this page, patient who's basically become catatonic. Um, she becomes determined to to cure the patient. So at, at first, I think she's supposed to be a caretaker. Then she goes to cure uh, the patient, even though she's in love with the woman's husband, but she thinks that he's been distressed by this, and, and that's the problem. And there's a bunch of kind of voodoo uh, ceremonies that's going on. You always hear these, these kind of haunting voodoo drums in the background oh, of all the scenes all the time. Talk about goddamn atmosphere. Uh, this you got it in spades. In spades, man. It's everywhere. It's one of the most atmospheric, kind of on a chilling level. And he leaves everything kind of ambiguous. Yes, there's the real story that you're presented, but there's also that keeps getting undermined by various things that are happening. Some of the imagery's just one of uh, the most kind of striking that I was going to see. It, it was interesting. Like, I've been w- watching a, a bunch of uh, the, these other movies from the th- 30s and 40s over the, those two days, and, like, I basically took everybody down a half step after, <laughs> after like, a point five because it was just like, it's oh, not this. it's not this. This is really freaking amazing. I'm I'm between an 8 or an 8.5. I get it. I, I think I'm going to give it an, an 8, but I'll definitely be revisiting... Uh, I walked the one. zombie uh, soon. Have you heard the song "I Walked the Zombie" by Rocky Erickson? It's awesome. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, it is awesome. <laughs> right. Well, I watched uh, Boogeyman on this day, so I got not much to talk about. But I also watched uh, Garfield's Halloween Adventures, guys. Halloween's Garfield Adventure. Halloween's Garfield Adventure. <laughs> yeah, <it's crazy. laughs> you guys see this? I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. Uh, eight pumpkins, man. It's not Halloween unless you're watching this, right? It's been a few years for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, Rowdy. Kyle? Some more Inner Sanctum? Uh, yeah, so I continue with uh, Dead Man's Eyes, 1944. This is when a painter is accidentally blinded when he grabs... This is so fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, he, he has a shelf, and on the shelf he has a bottle of acid, and he has a bottle of eyewash, and uh, I guess he's painting this woman, and she accidentally <laughs> switches the bottles, and he gets acid in his eyes. As, this, as is, you do. this is my least favorite of the six, I think. I think it was mine as well. So yeah, he's he's blinded. Um, he calls off his engagement because she can't be stuck with a blind man, which is kind of a recurring theme in a couple of these films, where like something will happen, and then like he'll just be like. I'm calling off my engagements. Like, wait, what? What? You're, like, a lot of the time, it's for stupid reasons. Anyways, his, her, um, his fiance's father is very wealthy and offers, says, you know, I'll, I'll throw it out and, you know, I'll offer people large sums of money if they'll donate their eyes. And he's against that. He doesn't want someone giving up their eyes for him. So instead, he says, well, how about this? When I, when I pass away, um, you can have my eyes. And then soon after, his, the father is murdered. So uh, Chandy becomes the main suspect. And uh, yeah, I won't say more than that. Five pumpkins out of ten. Why was um, this movie called Eyewitness? No, Dead, dead, man's, dead eyes. man's Eyes. I know. But, but why wasn't oh. it? Yeah, Eyewitness seems like that makes sense. Oh, there okay. it is. No offense, there's like the mysteries, but... Uh, <laughs> I think you like this one uh, more than I did. Yeah. That's what, this. I think I watched this third that year and I was like... No more inner sanctum for me. I'm yeah. I'm taking a uh, a break. Uh, I quit. So 
I watched uh, Strangler of the Swamp from 1946. Um, this is... Uh, I guess PRC, which was regarded as like a very, very terrible company. Um, uh, this one is considered their one that actually made to be movie status. But the re- the reason uh, why I watched this right after uh, I walked with a zombie is because this one is also supposed to have some of the best kind of like fog effects in, okay. in any, any movie. And it's basically like this... Uh, a number of sl- swampland men have died by strangulation, uh, and the inhabitants believe it's an innocent man they hanged, seeking revenge on all the male descendants that are responsible for the death. So you basically have this like uh, ferry that goes across, but it's like not a ferry like a long stretch. It's this, this small stretch where they haven't built a highway yet because it's mm-hmm. too expensive. That somebody has to take people across. A ferryman, uh, you know, an old school t- ferryman, um, and it's just like. The whole movie is just covered in fog that sounds at pretty amazing, all time, actually. and it looks great. Um, Might be getting a bit boring after a while. Uh, it, well, I don't even. I think it's the story is just like, like who they're arguing about who's going to kill themselves to get rid of the curse, and I don't care about any of that. But whenever they go back to the fairy, the apparition is looks amazing in this. Yeah, uh, incredible. I actually don't know how they would have really done it it's like your eyes can't stay in focus when you're watching it because i think it's because they they'll cut back to somebody else and you're in focus and they go back to them and your eyes try to adjust but it doesn't work it's it's a great optical illusion um but it's it's fairly hokey all all the dialogue it does have a young blake edwards the director the famous director uh playing the yeah the the kind of male lead um and 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 the party and a bunch of yeah a lot of great blake edwards movies um I don't know if ten is. I've never seen ten. Is, is yeah, uh, Blake has, had, uh, has Bo Derek, I think, and uh, Dudley Moore. Yeah, Chris. No? Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, anyways, the strangle. It kind of, you know, this the story's uh, uh, kind of a bunch of nothing. But I, th- I think for fog enthusiasts, you you might get something out of it. I'm going <laughs> to give it not not the movie, the actual natural phenomenon known as fog. fog. If you like actual like uh, misty days. Go for it. Uh, 5.5 pumpkins. Right. Inner Sanctum. You Just get through that, I think Adam said in last episode for listeners out there that uh, he, had, he was almost done the 30s, 40s hour movies. Oh, yeah. I think that's his 12th one this yeah, episode. Yeah, Just throwing it out there. We ball. can tell yeah. how he's playing this game. When he says from 1930 <laughs> or 1940, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's another hour one. <laughs> you get it. I'm playing. But okay. this being said, you did watch five, like, 65-minute movies? 60 movie, yeah. 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 Yeah, again, though, yeah. Anyways, I don't have, I'm not on like number 40 this month. Yeah, but, yeah. You just started too late. Yeah, well. And I've watched actually a lot of these you've already watched, so there's, there's quite a bit of overlap. Um, anyways, uh, anyways. Uh, from 1945, The Frozen Ghost. This is uh, Chaney plays a mentalist, Gregor the Great. Uh, he's doing a live show on stage. He's mocked by a drunk in the audience and, uh, he, he calls him up and hypnotizes him, and he mysteriously dies. Gregor Blee, uh, puts all the ga- guilt on him, even though they said he died of a heart attack or something. Um, of course, we got to follow the trend. He calls off his engagement because he's too embarrassed by what happened. Of course. <laughs> Makes no sense. Takes a job at a wax museum. Where I love he, that, though, the wax museum. Uh, so. Yeah, it takes a job at a wax museum, and he kind of becomes the star of the museum, uh, much to the dismay of the sculptor who becomes jealous because, you know, he was the star beforehand. Uh, yeah, the wax museum is a lot of fun. Um, that was probably my favorite part of this uh, movie. Um, 
Yeah, there's bodies start disappearing and and uh, turning into wax figures. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna get six pumpkins out of ten. Didn't love this one, but I did like the wax museum part of it. But if you, yeah, if you took that away, the story itself wasn't very interesting. This this one or the the first one might be my favorite, but it might be this one. And I I I love this review. Um, uh, it it you know the Vince McMahon meme, you know where he's getting more and more excited as it's going on. So it's Lon Chaney Jr. He's playing a mentalist who thinks he's killed a, a heckler with his mind. He moves into a wax museum with two attractive women. A disgraced plastic surgeon, amateur knife thrower, has a beef with a mentalist. <laughs> <laughs> like it is like a, a, a great yeah, uh, premise uh, in terms of uh, Lon Chaney. Um, I watched The Boogeyman Will Get You from 1942. Uh, this is what I wrote. The first thing I wrote down after five minutes of this, I was like, oh, this is a poor man's version of Arsenic Olace. That's still pretty good. Yeah. And then it predates Arsenic and Olace. I'm going, ah. what the fuck is going on? So I guess Karloff. After, after five minutes, you're like, shit, there's only 50 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guy. Oh my god! As you just watch, you're watching six interstellar movies. But this is like movies. the only day I've done this. Every day of yours is like six of these. It's not even like you can't. I can't even challenge anymore. Again, unless I watched all forties movies. It's, anyways. I'm glad this competition's over. That's all I'm saying. Because <laughs> I kind of wish I drove down so you would get like all boozed up and angry. <laughs> I'm already angry. I, I know. can't compete. I know. With this. I want to put some beer on this and see where it goes. What I want to do. Like I thought, I thought he would. I knew he was going to do some days, yeah. but it's literally now. This is every like the movie 13th is pretty movie much is now like, where, uh, like it's kind of like he's not even trying to watch anything but now. Yeah. Anyways, he's, can yeah. I go on and talk about this, <laughs> this movie? Because it's pretty. Just good talk movie. about your hour movie. Get over with. Uh, You're going to talk longer than the movie actually was. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guy. Uh, anyways, I'm watching two-hour Blade movies here. This guy's like watching 55-minute movies. Anyways, go on. <laughs> So just take your championship. You somewhat earned it, I guess. <laughs> hey, uh, I definitely watched this over. I think Maddie's total time limit stuff. is probably more than yours this month. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I just know this is going to be the rest of the, the episode. It's just going to be like nine one hour movies today. <laughs> anyways, well, if that's the case, you got to hurry up because yeah. <laughs> I, I, anyways, so I, I realized yeah. that Karloff played one of the lead characters in Arsenic and Old Lace and already on, on Broadway, which is a huge success. And then yeah. when they were going to be making the movie, they already realized he wasn't going to be able to get out of his contract probably to do it. So this was almost made to appease him. And it stars him and Peter Laurie. And it's basically mm. like he's a mad scientist. He lives in this house. They have to sell uh, yeah. this, this, this house um, and to conduct... Uh, where he's conducting all these experiments to make someone superhuman in the basement. And he's basically like killing people in the basement and putting them into a room all the time. And Peter Laurie is this kind of like shyster guy that starts realizing, oh, he's on to something. So now I want... So they both become mad scientists doing all this stuff. The dialogue between them is uh, so good all the time. All the other characters are like, there's a... A woman that buys the place and her husband that she's trying to be estranged from, their dialogue, they just can't pull it off. And yeah. it's not as snappy as Arsenic Olay. Have you guys seen that? I don't think I have, actually. No. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, mm. This is definitely like the more uh, like made for Karloff 
yeah. horror movie too to uh, appease those audiences. Um, but man, he's he's such a lot of fun. Uh, it's a poor man's version of Arsenic and Old. Ah, so what are you giving it? Uh, Six point five pumpkins. Oh, it's still pretty good. Uh, yeah, so I watched. Um, keeping in tradition of a uh, Halloween, it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah, so another eight pumpkins. I I, I really like these two. Rod, what other in inner sanctum? Uh, Last strange one? confession, nineteen forty-five. Channy's working on a vaccine for influenza. His boss kind of takes all the credit and uh, is always trying to rush out everything without proper testing. So he leaves him, but then he comes back. I think it's like on New Year's Eve and convinces him to come back because, you know, Chani is struggling. Um, and he ends up working with him saying, you know, things will change, blah, 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 blah. Um, but he sends him off to, he sends him off to South America so he can do the final testing. But really he's sending Chani off to South America so he can quickly release this drug before it has the proper test and get it out there. He also has a secret crush on his wife. Um, this is probably the least horror of the movies until the, the finale. Um, it is pretty horrific. But I, I kind of enjoyed this. This is one that actually felt like it had a story to tell, and I thought um, Chani, Chani had some stuff to do in there. Um, where it goes, like the, the, the last like, 20 minutes is pretty shocking. Like It's, yeah. it's pretty dark. It's a, the whole thing is an overall dark tale. I mean, it mm -hmm. opens up. He's carrying something in his little uh, handbag, and you're wondering what it is. Uh, I'm going to give it six pumpkins out of ten. And again, like there's, I didn't love it, but I think this is one. Considering maybe that it's not the most horror driven, but it, it's mm -hmm. one of the better ones of the, of the uh, the films. I think. Awesome. Um. I, so I I I doubled up with a uh, uh, the Devil Commands from 1941. This is a, a uh, another Karloff movie. Um. Uh, and I guess this this is like this and I think the Boogeyman will get you are the last two he made for Columbia and it's the Mad Scientist with this one goes with the Mad Scientist with a, a good heart. Yeah. Boogeyman will get you. He's just he's just Mad Scientist, crazy person. Uh, and he's been in, in investigating un, uh, unconventional research on the human brain ways when his wife is tragically killed in an auto accident he's grief stricken scientist and he becomes obsessed with redirecting his work to making contact with the dead so he meets up with a medium who has all these other sinister ways and and they you know basically like they go more and more to crime and having to get bodies and stuff like that there's an incredible like seance machine in this that, yeah. that works. That's it's pretty, pretty nuts. Um, uh, but then you get a mob out to get him because of everything that he's Pitch doing. And shit. Yeah, it's exactly like yeah. Frankenstein, which is pretty great. And then this house kind of like just all falls down around. Uh, Turned into a cool. uh, windmill as it falls around. <laughs> Um, overall, I didn't find this one was as affecting as, as some of the, the other uh, what are you gonna give it? ones. I'm going to give it 5.5 pumpkins. Oh, boy. Hey, you guys are really uh, not really batting that great, are you, today? Uh, well, I saw the, the best yeah, thing yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I saw. All, all, oh, and, and the boogeyman will get you. Uh, oh, another right. kind of like, that was almost a seven, I, okay. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and sorry, I did the the last one from that uh, series, Pillow of Death from 1945. Which is a ridiculous one. Pillow of Death? Yeah. Pillow, yeah. So Chandy's <laughs> having an affair with his secretary. I think his wife is having an affair as well. She's found dead, smothered by a pillow. Uh, a medium claims that Chandy murdered her. He sees that he see, saw in a vision that Chandy's behind the murder, and Chandy becomes the main suspect. And yeah, I, I don't know. It was 
fine five and a half pumpkins out of ten, but yeah. it, it wasn't very good. It was kind of stupid. Uh, yeah, over overall that whole series. I mean, it the best one. It's like you'd you might as well might as well just watch Burn Witch Burn of yeah. that. Uh, I can't say those worked uh, too well for me. Yeah, I was all between. I think. Four and six. Like none of them were terrible. They're all just kind of like, yeah, yeah. The the one that you kind of gave, I I found that one pretty. Yeah, I picked up the Blu-ray of these guys. I'm not really looking forward to watching any of them. Like (laughs) honestly, like I've watched a bunch of these. Forty, they wouldn't even make my top twenty-five probably uh, of, of 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 horror from that era. So when we started off this month, I was excited about watching all the Home Improvement Halloween episodes. Like I remember really enjoying this as a child. And I find I- I'm sorely disappointed. Like I watched um, from uh, season eight, episode six, Bewitched. And this is like a better oh, one, episode, actually, yeah. where um, uh, I guess Wilson is now engaged in the episode and Tim kind of makes fun of her and she claims that she is a witch and she puts a hex on him and like it's all a prank on Tim. Like it worked out pretty well. Like I just find the jokes really dull and they don't land for me. So like that's the problem with these sitcoms. It has a Halloween, but if the jokes aren't humming, then why it's are you watching? Really rough. So I don't know, man. I I think Home Improvement might not be my sitcom. <laughs> so I don't know. Five point five pumpkins. That hurts. Yeah, I know, I know. But I did, I did enjoy two of them. I enjoyed the uh, For Your Eyes Only. and um, It's funny, because one of them, what's the one you enjoyed? I, I think that's uh, the, the Taylor House. One. Yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed that or one. That one's a teenage, okay. no, Teenage Taylor. Yeah. I like uh, Tim's costume in this. It was kind of my inspiration to do the, yeah. the Flying Monkey from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it was really good. I watched from 2014, Jezebel. Um, this uh, stars Sarah Sook, Snook, who's so good as Shiv on Succession. Mm. Um this she is about to have a baby. She gets in a car accident with her fiance, husband, whatever mm-hmm. he is. It's horrific. She then has to go back home to kind of like another kind of swamp place to try to recover. Raise her baby <laughs> uh, with the baby. She oh. loses the baby, um, and you find out that her mom died, and just before when she was a baby, like just after giving birth, because she had cancer and everything that's going on, there's a bunch of these kind of like voodoo seance stuff that she got involved in. This, this kind of went in with the theme of some of the the fog and whatever else I was watching um, earlier. Uh, This is not a good movie at all. She's quite bad in this. um, Mark Weber, who plays her old boyfriend who comes to the rescue because she's just in a wheelchair in this kind of house. I don't need to talk about this much. Uh, Four pumpkins. I, 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 I definitely didn't enjoy it. Uh, Is that it for the night? Or uh, sorry, I just have one more, but I'm going to be really quick. Not a movie. Um, kind of been a tradition to watch Halloween Wars, but we haven't watched the last couple of years. Uh, this is like a, a competition show where they have like food and and pumpkin yeah. artists, and they have to create like displays. Um, I guess I've read the last two years they kind of got rid of the pumpkin carving and all like that and turned it into like a cooking show, which I'm glad I avoided oh. those ones. I guess this is this season they've trying to kind of bring it back, but there's still changes I didn't really like. Anyways, the, this was terrifying nursery rhymes where they had to do um, displays on terrifying, you know, terrifying yeah. versions of nursery rhymes. And then the small challenge they had to take 
um, like cute stuffed animals and turn them bad. So yeah, I, I'm always amazed. I think like the pumpkin shit is always the most impressive yeah. stuff. I find like the stuff they do with like candy and stuff isn't as good. But that that pumpkin shit is is crazy. What those guys can carve out of it. And again, like in this like in a two hour time it's insane where they're making life-size displays of horses and werewolves and shit so i don't know i don't know how you rate something like this six pumpkins out of ten i was gonna go i will i'll i'll spoil i didn't get through any more of these um, just the one eh yeah so i I don't know i might finish it after halloween but uh how did your family take that you're a failure <laughs> well, I, I was watching this with Becky. Yeah. This was kind of like something, finally something. Nice romantic date night. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think we actually both fell asleep and had to finish it yeah. <laughs> the next day. But uh, yeah, I watched another 2023 movie. Uh, this has been very anticipated for me. Cobweb. Uh, this is the the director of Marianne, which. If you've been listening to the show, really uh, I, I really, really dug this. One of my kind of favorite uh, horror TV shows of the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a French director, uh, Samuel uh, Bowden, I think is his name. Uh, so I've I've had this on my list maybe for two years or finally and, came and, out. And it finally came out, um, and it's is it based streaming on anything. Uh, it wasn't. I it actually was like a a, a, a rental like of the Ooh, day or whatever. Ooh la la! Yeah, I know. So oh, Rockefeller over here. <laughs> I spent the three bucks uh, to to really like probably the thing I wanted to watch the most that month that's that was new or or maybe even this year. Uh, and it's this eight year old kid. He lives with his parents, who's played by uh, Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr. Um, he starts hearing this kind of like mysterious tapping on his bedroom wall at night, and then starts hearing a voice calling out to him. And eventually the voice says it's his sister and you can't trust his parents. And there's something like awesomely off about Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr. They're both playing things really, really heightened in a strange sort of way. A Randy Quaid way from parents? Not quite <laughs> that that high, but like they there's normal qualities that they've just rat that you would expect in the perfect mom and dad, and they've just like turned the knob up and they're just so good at doing it. Um, and at first, you kind of just think they're they're great, great parents, great parents, and everything that's going on. The I, I really dig how they set it all up. The kids, you know, he's kind of a, a strange kid, so he's not that well liked in school. Be, uh, and the, the kids are kind of mean in, in the way that kids can only sometimes be mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a, a a teacher that starts, you know, taking him more of an interest because something seems off. About him and his home life, so she actually shows up, mm-hmm. and once that starts happening, things start to unravel. I don't want to give it away because I, I really, really, really dig where it goes and and the, how the story of evolves. I just find that it had to go into like a normal CGI. Yeah, the, the, the end third act problems. Yeah, the third the third act is like well. We'll just have a kind of monster go around yeah. and, and, you know, that's kill the problem a bunch of with a lot of these horror movies is like they have a great, like, first two acts, like, okay, let's do it. And then the third act, like, well, we need to ratchet this up and make it tense. And it felt rushed. Like, it just felt like the concept, you had something really, really cool going. Why don't you pull the tension a little bit more? Yeah. And he does that so well in Marianne. And again, Marianne has 10 episodes, they're yeah. an hour long, whatever. Um, 
I, I think I'm going to have to go 6.5. I, I was on, I, I liked the first part so much, um, but it just didn't really uh, get there. So 6.5 pumpkins. And then I ended off the night with Grim, beginning of the end, part one. Oh. Shit is going down in Grim World. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's great. Uh, eight, eight pumpkins. Awesome. Guys, roll it up on Grim to win. Oh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I got the Grims in just to end the month. Is that it for the uh, 29th? Uh, yep. Oh, we're on to Devil's Night, baby. Okay. I like how Kyle just sees my numbers. Because I know you're, those are yeah. six movies. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, the difference. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, buddy. I, I know I, I was supposed to watch Killing Spree several months ago for our slashers. I feel I should have watched it at the beginning of the month. I was kind of burnt out on um, movies. I'm having a hard time focusing. Uh, this movie really, it's shot on video from the 80s. Uh, all um, audio is done in camera. So it starts off and it's like, oh, what am I watching? What does Kyle make me watch? Oh, that, then, what's that actor? Asbestos? Asbestos Felt. Oh, that guy fucking <laughs> makes the movie. It is, so good. He pretty much <laughs> plays a um, air mechanic who is jealous of being uh, cucked out. So he is like, every time there's a guy over his house, he just assumes his wife is cheating. And you don't know if he is insane or not, but he clearly is insane. He has these <laughs> weird visions. And it goes like right the... Right at the... Right, he goes <laughs> the red, And right at the beginning, it, it turns into like his buddy comes over and he's like bragging how like he's betting his 18-year-old girlfriend. And this guy is like 55. Yeah. He's like, well, no, I was just telling your wife how I please my 18-year-old girlfriend. Then he has this dream where they're hooking up and he's like... She gives great head. And then she just turns with this giant pair of lips and envelops his <laughs> head, like like Beetlejuice-esque. And there are some bodily functions that happen. It's like, what the fuck is going on? The effects in this movie are stellar. Like, Well, well I love, like, all the kills are creative. Like, every kill, so how he good. takes out all the different people that are fucking his wife, like the cable man and the, the, the whatever. The fan guy. Yeah. He, he uh, pretty much, what's that called when you pull out the intestines? He pretty much de-intestifies the guy, and then he hooks up the intestines to a car battery to shock him. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Is that just drawn? You know, there's oh, drawn yeah, and drawn. quartered. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, that just drawn? drawn. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, look at this guy go, the linguist over here. So, yeah, <laughs> I, the problem is I was so burnt out, and I, I have a hard time focusing. It's like, ah, another, like, shot on video movie. But, like, I, I think if I was in the right mood. Well, the like, ending goes years, pretty crazy, too. Oh, yeah, because where he's, he's kind of haunted by. Everyone comes back to life who are, like, the, the reanimated corpses of people that he's wronged. But yeah, I, I'm still going to give it 6.5. I think next year I'm going to yeah, watch this, this movie again. This is like again, a pizza and party. And I'm going to watch it with pizza beers. Pizza beer movie. And, yeah. 6.5 still ain't, it, listen, ain't bad. Like, 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 I, I don't, I don't want to shit on it too much because I feel you could because it is poorly constructed. But well, there it, is, it's a shot on video movie. But again, like to say it's poorly constructed, I guess it is. And I know Adam yeah. disagrees with this. But to me, like if this guy made this movie for you know, 500 bucks, you like, got that's it. impressive to me. I don't know. And some of the jokes didn't quite land for I, I me. I guess it but. can be impressive. Like I can be, 
uh, yeah. in awe of his creativity, it doesn't necessarily mean that I enjoy watching yeah. uh, his... Yeah, I think you might not like this, but I think if you had some beers and like we were all like hanging around and like, all right, let's we're in it. I just find I like, yeah, like, like to me, this is more enjoyable than a lot of some of these 40s movies I, I watched yeah. at a bigger budget. Like at least mm-hmm. this is entertaining in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I would watch that over any of these Cinder Sanctum movies. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah. And, and I would be sure the opposite. So, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I've checked it out, but yeah, well, not not necessarily with this, yeah. but like yeah. video stuff yeah. uh, from the eighties, uh, not gonna be. On. So, what'd you watch, buddy? I watched because uh, they're more than an hour long, too. Though, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm only from moving forward. It's only gonna be an hour of movies. Uh, so, I watched She Wolf of London from 1946. This basically is like Gaslight. I don't, you know, where everybody gets the term Gaslight, um, uh, werewolf style. Um, and and a female lead, June Lockhart, who gets a lot to do and is is really really good in this. Uh, she's you know an actress that went on to do a lot of uh, great movies and was known in Lassie and Lost in Space as a as a main actor. Uh, but basically, it is a young woman that uh, evidence is pointing towards her being this werewolf and. But but is she the werewolf? Is she not the werewolf? And everybody's getting killed. The inspector gets killed, and it's kind of night after night of things happening. And it, it's clearly early days uh, that it's a setup. So you're trying to figure out who else it could be. Uh, I quite like this one. I'm going to give it six point five uh, pumpkins. Um, and then I went back to the ape uh, ape world once more. The ape from 1940. This one stars. Uh, Boris Karloff, which I think this is my last Karloff of the month, and that's too bad because I've really, really enjoyed most of the Karloff movies. They've they've definitely been highlights for me, um, but this one isn't that. Uh, this is a scientist who is trying to cure a woman's polio and get her to walk again, uh, and it's another spinal fluid injection. It's the same thing, but like they, that they magically thought we'll put apes in spinal fluid injections in a movie, and then it'll be good. Mm. Um, I don't need to talk about this one too much. I, I just didn't really. Uh, I, I found Karloff also was not as engaged in this. Uh, Four point five pumpkins. Uh, so, so I watched uh, a movie that I had to watch. Um, this was uh, my pick. Uh, I believe it. Adam chose me to watch it from 1983. Oh, uh, angst! Angst. Uh, this is an Austrian film based on a real mass murderer. Um, yeah, it opens up. This psychopath is recently released from prison. I guess he murdered his mother. Right away, it's it, the lot. The whole movie is kind of in it, just him mostly talking in his head. Um, he's he's already planning his next kill, but this one's going to be perfect because he's not going to get caught this time. Um, and he stops off at this diner, and he's just creepily checking out two women as he gross. It's just gross as he eats a sausage. Um, and yeah, he he goes to it, gets in a cab. He tries to kill that woman, but it doesn't really work out. Strangle her. He's a bit bubbly, isn't um, he? Yeah, he, yeah. He's he's terrible. Uh, he's he's a, very incompetent. Uh, he goes to then he finds an abandoned home, uh, or at least he thinks it is. But then you know there's a disabled uh, man in a wheelchair here, and then an old woman comes home and and her teenage daughter, I guess, her young adult daughter, and uh, yeah, he's gonna kill these people. Um, but yeah, he's incompetent, and uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I didn't find him that imposing. Like he was, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> 
I guess maybe it's supposed to be. That's yeah, the point he's not of it. supposed to be imposing. Um, I don't know. These films aren't like I, I, I liked it and I didn't like it. Like I, I just don't know the point of these type of films. Like we're watching a serial killer, but he's not a cool. Like there's nothing fun about this movie. It's just this incompetent guy murdering people, and that's the whole plot of the movie. Um, I don't like, real life horror just isn't my thing, and and that's kind of what this film is. I mean, it's like beat for beat. But you what, like Blade though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't hate it. I thought there's some interesting stuff, and in how like he is a fuck up, I guess, is maybe interesting. It, it was kind of cool to see like a, a serial killer that wasn't like that, like cold calculated, like a uh, uh, encyclopedia brain. He was just some dope who likes murdering people. Like, yeah, and he's been put away, and he's th- thought of all these things. Yeah. But when he gets into the real world, he has no he's idea how bubbling. anything actually works or how people are or how, how to do things. I just didn't I just didn't believe it. Like when he knocks over the woman and tapes up her leg, I'm like, it just seemed like she just let him mm-hmm. do it. Like she's probably the same height and weight as him. And I just didn't look like she was really fighting back. It just seemed I don't know. Um Yeah, I, I I'm gonna still give it six and a half. I didn't hate it, six and a half mm-hmm. pumpkins, but um yeah, any, any films like this and Henry yeah, I think I, I, I got like, kind of really bored with it near the end. Like, I find that last like half like okay, chasing this girl, going back. Just, this just is there's there's really um, is nothing to this film, right? Like, it's like he's gonna he plan he's gonna kill someone. He it's does pretty kill short people. though, isn't it? I think it's like yeah, eighty minutes. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, yeah, like it didn't feel long. Mm. I just again like what's the point of it? Is is my whole thing? Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I think I the point it. is pretty clear. Like you're yeah. you're. Boners. Whether or not you want to actually deal with real life is another. But, but what is the point of it? To know that there's real murderers out there. Well, I think, uh, just, but like the psychology of it too, right? Like mm-hmm. how people, you know, it's not just like mastermind serial killers out there. Any dope could kill you. And any dope could kill you exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. Plus, like actually going down the levels of how that that could do. It's just more interesting. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of like. I don't lo- think I need to know, spend an hour and a half to watching some guy brutally murder people to know that like anyone can be a killer. I don't know. Does he brutally murder? I guess he does, doesn't he? Yeah, the the one is kind of yeah. yeah. I mean the whole the whole movie is just him trying, you know, yeah, killing them. Yeah. Um, I watched uh from night uh. To- uh, 2012, uh, The Pact. So this is a movie about uh, a Werewolves? mother. Pa- a mother. No, uh. it's it's. I don't know why it's, it's called the fucking Pact. It's really. really oh, it's not the Pack. No, the the Pact. Okay, because I was thinking the, like the killer dogs. Yeah. No. P A C T. Yeah. Yeah, that's. The, yeah. There is a killer. Dog oh, one. called the Pact. Yeah. I think there's not or, the Pack. Oh, maybe it is a pack. I don't know. Like a pack of dogs? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. This is the pact. Like a, uh, you made yeah. a pact with somebody. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the pact is. It doesn't really explain yeah. that. You give twelve fifty to watch this movie, and they're going to show a movie. That is the pact. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't have to be good. <laughs> you movie. made the pact with the, the producer of this yeah. film, getting his money back. Um, basically, uh, their mother passes away. The one sister makes it there first. They've had a troubling relationship, and she's uh, the one is talking with her daughter uh, over the phone or her young daughter and then all of a sudden it's like mommy who's behind you and nothing's there and it seems like it's playing up a supernatural flick the actual mystery in this is is actually really really well done and I, I thought okay. um, it, it's kind of interesting unfortunately when 
Casper uh, Van Dyen, you know, from uh, from Casper Super Troopers. Casper Van Dien? Is it Casper Van yeah, Dien? Yeah. What, from Super Troopers and, and Sleepy... When he's your best from actor... Starship Troopers. Right? Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Starting to feel it. Yeah, right. All right, buddy. Um, uh, and when Sleepy he's, Hollow. And Sleepy Hollow. But when he, he's your best yeah. actor... Yeah. Your movie's in trouble. Yeah. Everybody is really, really uh, terrible in this. Well, I think this is like a super low-budget movie, isn't it? I feel like this was like a really indie movie, I thought. Potentially. I, 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 I didn't actually read up on it. Because in, in the end, like, there's only so much. Again, it, it plays in that grief stuff. A, a lot and doesn't well, do really. Did it feel like very like like Halloween orientated or was it just like a, a horror movie? It's just a horror movie. Okay, yeah, yeah it had a budget of 400000 $400, which is not a yeah, lot. Not I guess. Like that's probably Casper Van Dien was probably a hundred thousand of that. I assume. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe he's more. barely in this movie oh. too. So <laughs> would you say he ghosted it? Uh, <laughs> hmm. uh, I'm gonna give this one uh, a five pumpkins. Okay, what else did I watch? Yeah, I watched. Um, actually, you were talking about the Corner Gas animated series, uh, season four, episode twelve, "The Hunt for Dread October." I kind of dug this episode. Like, yeah. maybe I might be a Corner Gas guy. Uh, pretty much, what's going on is uh, they go to this guy, fella's house uh, who owns a gas station, and uh, I was always uh, I'll, I'll point out like a not I, I would like be watching a, from the peripherals. Fan, like, but, yeah, Corner Gas is good. They don't want to sit through it and watch it, but. Like, it's okay. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I was always kind of like a, a, not a champion, not whatever one step is below that. But like, no, like you should stop shitting on this. Like it's not bad. Yeah. Um. Anyways, go. Yeah. On. So yeah, I was impressed how okay it was. So um, they think uh, they tell this great <laughs> story of how this guy moved in. Uh, the, he bought this house from. This is the animated. Uh, you got gas, it. By the, way. the butcher who there's this great town lore where like he moved in with this old couple. And he butchered them, and they never found the bodies. But there should be. He locked them in the cellar. So they go to the cellar. Like, we can solve this right now. We'll go to the cellar because they were scratching at the doors. Like, that's a fresh paint job. They must have painted over the scratch marks. Okay. But no, there was a freezer, and there was probably like a – there's got to be a stain in the concrete from the freezer where the blood dripped on. And the, the concrete is like, oh, it's newer than this. So like, they're trying to figure out if the house is haunted or not. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. And there was a prank insurance. I, I was actually very impressed. 7.5 pumpkins, man. Like, yeah. it's, it's a, lot, a lot of Halloween, too. Better than it had any right to be as far as I'm concerned. I might go back and watch Animated Quarter Gas. Yeah, I don't know if I would do that. But yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I don't have time, but if I did. Uh, <laughs> I also watched um, a season, um, episode nine, uh, Freddy from What We Do in the Shadows. This is a great episode where a, a fella is oh, yeah. dating somebody, but someone gets jealous, so he turns his wife into the exact same guy. So they're both dating the same fella. They're both dating Freddy, and it ends perfectly like i do love the 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 kicker in this i i i love the concept of this one more than maybe the joke you got i found the jokes didn't really play out Uh, i'm gonna talk about this second episode episode 10 sunrise sunset something happened when i watched the first five minutes of this movie i actually welled up like i had like tears in my eyes i was all glassy-eyed because it talks about how uh quickly sunrise yeah i i i I, I, i'm so tired because i haven't been like sleeping well i've been drinking too much like it just kind of got me i'm like Oh, oh my God! My daughter's growing up before my eyes. Like it got me so fucking good. Like, and they were playing it for a joke, but it was so heartfelt how well they did it. Like, yeah, I really, really like this one as well. Yeah, I don't, don't want to give anything away. And like, it ends perfectly. They ended almost like a uh, 
a drama. Like how an episode of a, like season capper of The Wire would end. Like yep. it is so well. How this might be like a nine pumpkins. Like this episode is gorgeous. It's yeah, yeah. What a what a what a series. That's right? for sure. Uh, I watched from 1946 The Flying Serpent. This is uh, I don't have much to say about this one. This is like. It's not 1940s Poverty Row. It's like their first stab at making bad monsters movies ah. from from the 1950s. Um, it's got George Zuko in it, who I really, really like as as the villain. He's always uh, pretty enjoyable. But uh, yeah, uh, he's he's got nobody else in it. And, and you can kind of see it like they don't even have pictures on... On, on like letter letterbox like these people are like they it's just re- like the shadow they really did nothing and like there's one i think there's one other character actor that yeah. did a bunch of stuff in it but there's a bunch of people that did fuck it yeah. nothing uh uh 3.5 pumpkins okay and th- then i watched oh sorry Kyle no go ahead uh yeah. then i watched from uh 2015 the devil's candy uh, went back down oh. the Ethan Embry. Have you guys? Seen I this? really like this movie. Yeah, That's like one of the guys like playing. He's like a metalhead. He's really into it. Yeah. So I I liked all the metalhead stuff. Um. And I, I I if I was to cast a movie, I would. I'm just trying to think of what's what's the guy the the, the guy from uh, 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 Identity. Ta- yeah, Prue Taylor Vince. Yeah. If I was to cast a movie, I would try to like. Bring him in. He's he always was in Deadwood too, wasn't he? So interesting. Is he in Deadwood? I, I think he was like one of the uh, guys that worked at the school or something, or he guarded the school. Oh yes, he guarded the school. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, um, he's just so great. Like he's and a guy. Everything he's in. Like that, and he, he does the eyes. His eyes tell the story when they shake. It's like, oh, that's kind of a cool feature. Well, I think that yeah, and it's just <coughs> that's his eyes too. Yeah. But he's got this way of like he does these despair Despicable things, and you still like him. So, anyways, this story: this family moves into this home. The home is p- possessed by sat- satanic vo- uh, like voices, um, and uh, even Ethan Embry, who's this artist, starts to be affected by with this. And then uh, the the family that were before their son, he killed the mom and dad, and that's why they can get in there cheap. Um, yeah, like didn't mind it i just didn't find it that oh i thought it was tense like yeah i I don't know if i found it that i had tense better than any right to be as far as i'm concerned like i was watching this like wow cool like usually when you have like hear heavy metal in like a movie it's like okay i know what this is no i actually think a a bunch of great double feature with lords of salem yeah that like I think I like Lords of Salem more. I actually think yeah. Lords of Salem gets because this one cheats a bunch and doesn't go full metal. I wanted to go like you want to be metal, go full freaking yeah. metal. Like they make a joke about let's play something lighter, and, and the little girl says Metallica. It's a great yeah, like gag gag uh, for for metal people. But this one like they start playing other songs to to do mm. uh, fair script enough. script scenes. Um, yeah, and it starts becoming a little bit. Like it, it never metal. <laughs> yeah, and it never becomes too outlandish. I think in its prose, but also unbelievable or something. Mm. There's still something like that was interesting about this. I've been between five point five and six. I think oh, okay. I, I think I'm going five point five pumpkins though. Fair oh. enough. Uh, so yeah, I, there's a handful of films I wanted to get through that I just haven't seen. It's embarrassing that I haven't seen. I mean, angst 
maybe not as embarrassing that I hadn't seen, but I know it's one that a lot of people talked about, so I wanted mm-hmm. to see, and then Adam picked it. The other one is uh, a silent film from 1920. I've seen, like, Nosferatu and a lot of the big ones, but I'd never yeah, seen but... The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Oh, yeah, yeah. So finally threw this on. This is, of course, the German silent film. Uh, this mysterious man, Dr. Caligari, has a sideshow attraction at a fair where he has his coffin, and inside of it is this... A uh, man named Caesar, who is, I guess, a sleepwalker, pretty much. Um, and he's taking audience. He w- awakens him and takes audi- uh, questions from the audience. And a man says, like, oh, how how long do I have to live? And then the ma- and Caesar tells him that you'll die before the night is out. And then some um, he, he gets killed that night by the uh, mysterious man. Um, and there's murders happening uh, over town. Um there's not really much substance or really much to this film. You're really watching it for the the visuals, all like the crazy expressionistic German. Yeah, the set design, yeah. the camera angles and all that stuff. Uh Caligari and Caesar have a kind of a cool look to them. Uh and I, I guess this has the first twist ending in, in ever in film, I believe, is is what I read. Oh, interesting. Because um, I was like, Yeah, that's a twist ending. That's early for nineteen twenty, but I guess yeah. this is the first one. Um I'm gonna st- I'm gonna give it six pumpkins out of ten. Like I don't know how you rate this. I mean, yeah. there's, there's not really much to it. It's really, like, yeah. Oh man, I love this movie. I just don't think there's nothing to it, <laughs> other than it looks cool. Um, yeah, like that's know. the whole point. Yeah, <laughs> and it always is like engaging. And and did now did you watch the new restoration? Yeah, it was. It was. I think because they they put this thing came on screen and said, you know, this is taken from all the best versions and blah blah. blah. That might be the old restoration. I think uh-huh. there's an. It, well, it, it looked good. I don't yeah, know. there's there's one that looks. But this is the one, one on canopy, I believe. Yeah, I think that's the the previous. Oh, okay. Uh, is it newer one? I think there's a newer one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I don't think that would change anything, no. but I, I just was curious because I haven't got to they see that one. <laughs> inserted three minutes of extra footage. <laughs> uh, they, I just think, I didn't care about the lead, lead and everything like that. Like Doctor Caligari was cool, but all the other stuff I didn't care as much about. I, you didn't like this the the, the son, son what? How do you say it? Sonambulist? Uh, Sonambulist? Sonambulist? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I love this movie. It's it's potentially my like my favorite dramatic silent film outside like do they call them readies instead of talkies because <laughs> um, they're they're yeah. like the Chaplin movies and, and the Keaton movies are my my would be yeah I, 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 I like those but I like the Phantom of the Opera better as well the um, uh, is that Lon Chaney Jr. yeah no, no it's Lon Chaney. Chaney I like that better than this um, yeah I, I don't know so far yeah some of the silent horror films I mean yeah, Nosferatu. I remember finding too long, but it was okay. But this one's pretty short. It only has like an eight. Yeah, minute. I don't yeah. think this one was too long. No, this um, is. Yeah, it definitely it's, didn't feel too long. It's like but uh, yeah, it was okay. Oh, that's. I, I thought when you you seemed to perk up for a second, I was like, oh man, Kyle and I are gonna. No, again, I'm just bond. glad I, I I finally saw it. There's one other film that I did watch that it, not this today, but on the next day that I, I'm glad I finally watched. Uh, I finished uh, with Grimm, beginning of the end, part two. This is the end of uh, season five. One of you the, did it. <laughs> the, the the best like action packed Grimm episodes. You can tell they they spent a lot five of their seasons this month. You finished no five seasons. Yeah, five seasons. No, no, finished. I just did one season. No, but you did four seasons of what we do in the shadows and one season of Grimm. That's oh, five yeah, seasons. Yeah, five seasons of a TV show. 
This one has 22 episodes, uh, what we do in the Shadow 10, and they're uh, yeah. 20 minutes, but... Hey, man. It still counts. Uh, 8.5. Great. Nice. I, 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 when it ended, it ends on... I, I think it might be... like they, they end on all on cliffhangers, but this one is like mid-action sequence, and it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> do it, but I actually don't own... The se- I've owned the oh, no. first five seasons since uh, the... Gonna have to go buy it on The Blu-ray. fifth season ended, but I gotta get... Uh, I gotta get the six for next year. So speaking of movies, uh, you're embarrassed that you haven't watched just yet. I finally got around to watching Burt Offerings, and I feel kind of shitty because I watched it in like uh, 20 minute increments here and there. I'm like, I just couldn't find the right headspace because it is a very slow moving slow burn. And like, yeah. there are some moves like, oh, this is amazing. Like when he's like driving the kid in the pool. I'm like, yeah, this shot's incredible. fucking awesome. When he like sees this guy who is the uh, hearse driver of his mom's funeral. I was like, this is such a creepy scene. And like, after like. I started this, false started it, like, I think three times. Like, the third time on today, I'm like, okay, I can see why this is a gem. It it, it captured me. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is it. The house repairing itself. What a great Which scene. Those effects look great, too. It's know. awesome, yeah. And the ending is like, oh, okay, really went for it. Like, I, I, I'm going to give 7.5 pumpkins. I, I think I'm going to have to watch it again maybe next year because I feel people are saying this is like the Herald is like a, a icon in like the horror. I'm like, I don't feel it, it deserves a praise, but like maybe I just need to watch it. I would probably be 7, 7.5. But okay. Your 7.5 is probably like. Yeah. I'll. Like a six point five for me or something. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel I probably have to watch it again. Maybe not during Shocktober. I'm like, okay, I just want to watch yeah, a this horror is like movie. Top tier for me. Yeah, for, if you consider Haunted House movie, I think this made my top one hundred. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in a I month where I'm not movie. watching, uh, it is a slow burn. You got to be in the right mood. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love how it all builds up because uh, it's slowly you're slowly figuring out what's going on. I think it, mm-hmm. it's so dark. It, it is finale. It and, is dark. Yeah. So what else did you watch today? Anything? So I did the Boogeyman we already talked about, and then I did um, two episodes. Uh, I wanted to get this one. We didn't get it. I didn't end up showing it in our in the uh, uh. TV Terrorathon, Fresh Out the Boat Season 3, uh, Louis Ween from 2016. This is maybe the best of the Fresh Out the Boat Halloweens. This is the one you skipped for some oh, reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. Andre, I think it's because it doesn't show up in Disney's that's, list, that's which exactly makes why I no sense. Um, so... Yeah, this is more of Louis loving Halloween uh, and his wife less so. It opens up with him waking up. It's like, I guess, October 1st. So he's waking up and he's pranking all the kids. <laughs> and he's got the Jason outfit over the, the wife and it doesn't end well. Um, she yeah, doesn't care about Halloween, but she's going to be writing the next Stephen King novel, she says. <laughs> she's so bad at it. She's yeah. writing this in the fourth season, too. So, oh, okay. Isn't she? Uh yeah, and then the two boys are, I guess they always do like couple costumes, but the youngest feels he's always stuck being the sidekick. So um, they're arguing over the, the costumes. And then the other kid is invited to a high school party um, instead of trick-or-treating because there's going to be girls there. So they give up trick-or-treating and go to this party. Um, but it ends up being pretty lame. Again, the, the highlight of the show is all the costumes. We have Jason Voorhees, Teen Wolf, nice. Elvira, um, Pete Vampris, Judge Lancito, Cato Kalin, Indiana Jones, Short Round, um, Sydney Deanne, who is uh, Snipes and White Man Can't Jump, <laughs> Grandmama, uh, Larry Johnson in the dress, uh, Bobby Knight, Jurassic Park, and Grandma's Grimace. Just R.A.P. Bobby Knight. Oh. I know. Hey, died um, died uh, just a few days ago. Okay. 
Uh, Indiana and a legend, and maybe a bully <laughs> and a terrible person, mm-hmm. but a legend nonetheless. He was oh, a chair thrower, right? Coach, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, yeah, anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it seven pumpkins out of ten. I mean, I, I think it maybe dropped a little bit. Uh, I do think my favorite thing of these these, these, episodes, these shows is kind of the costumes. Yeah. That's it for... No, oh, sorry, sorry. And then I did, uh, yeah, one more uh, with my son, cause, so I forced him to watch that, and then he picked for me to watch... Gravity Falls season one, Summerween 2012, which oh, nice. I really like this. That. Yeah, I really like this one. It made my, I believe it made my recommend shock mm-hmm. tease for this year. But uh, yeah, pretty much the showrunners love Halloween, but the way they didn't, their episodes all air in the summer, so they didn't weren't able to do an October episode. So they came up with a Summerween where you pretty much so, uh, celebrate Halloween. I always Halloween want to do like a Halloween point five party where you do it in like May or like June. And like so we can wear like costumes that are a bit more like you don't have to be like yeah. bundled up. I think like, yeah, I think like a watermelon on a lantern is a great right. idea. Yeah, yeah. And this one's mm-hmm. great with this this monster made up of all mm-hmm. the the discarded candy. Uh, shitty candy. Um, and they have to collect 500 pieces of candy before the last jack-o'-melon uh, goes out. Um, yeah, it's really fun. Eight pumpkins out of ten. Nice. Um, and sorry, I did finish it off that night with. Um, I had plans to watch the new Haunted Mansion. It didn't work out again because my uh, my Halloween was just not a great Halloween. Um, but uh, yeah, this I watched the original from two thousand three because I picked up the Blu Ray and I've been curious to revisit. Oh, this is it one. Eddie Murphy? Eddie one? Murphy. Eddie Murphy. It's yeah. crazy that was two thousand three. Yeah, because I was thinking yeah. like, well, that was like what, like twenty. 15, something yeah. like that. It's got a pretty good ca- cast. So Terrence Stamp is in there, Wall- uh, Wallace Shawn, Jennifer Tilly. Uh, I've, I actually, I'm a big fan of Eddie Murphy, but I kind of find him annoying in this one. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Vampire in Brooklyn? <laughs> I like Vampire in Brooklyn, actually. Uh, Nathaniel Parker plays the lead ghost. I don't know who he is, but he's bad in this. I don't know. Like, uh, Yeah, it's just not very good. The one thing I will say, the ghosts and the effects are amazing in this. Like, It's, it's worth watching just for that. I think it's, um, I forget who did the effects, but I think it's one of those big effects guys hmm. um, that I can't think of their name at the time. But uh, yeah, outside of that, uh, I'm going to give it five and a half uh, pumpkins out of ten. But again, those, those it's worth watching for all the, the ghosts and all that kind of shit. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, who did the effects? I can't find it right now. But um, yeah, it doesn't matter I'll, if, I'll, if I can find it later. Awesome. So should we get to the big day? The big day. Ooh. Halloween. So we, we've, we've, we've made it, guys. You guys uh, finally did it. Can you believe it? <laughs> I thought we don't normally give it up. Uh, oh, we don't normally give it. Oh, well, it's I fine. Go. I think you got this. It, you've won. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if I've won. Still, I know you've won. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, uh, you're going in with a bit of a lead, quite a bit of a lead now. Oh, do I? Yeah. Oh, you've been you've been t- your hour things have yeah, paid off. Yeah, it paid off. Let's see if he does eight more. Your rules, not mine. Uh, so I watch from, uh, sorry, I'm going to get my, my list here. I didn't think I'd yeah, start. it's okay. I never start because Kyle's Halloween is. I, crazy. I, I, let's just, I, we made these rules when it was me and Maddie. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were playing uh, prison rules for Shocktober. I thought it was supposed to be a fun time, but, uh, it's fine. Take I your saw, win. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't want, now we've, we've talked about this, the, the, the competitive nature of it has gotten out so out of control that I don't want to yeah. do that again. But the stuff 
I, I don't think I would. I this actually probably like average out. I probably look at the last few years. This might be a higher rating score than yeah, I. Well, ought most of your movies have been like six and a half. Like how many have you had over seven or eight? I, I, I probably like five. <laughs> no, no, no. Probably like a dozen or two. It doesn't uh, seem like it. I don't think this week you've had. No, th- this week is. Uh, I've started going now, but there was a lot of uh, initially seven. I think last seven, week was pretty. But weird most years I do this. This year, this this month usually takes my like rating down. Rating down because I watch uh, like a lot of horror movies that I haven't seen, and I, th- it's yeah, usually a lot of four and fives that I'm giving out. I am going to give out a f- pretty terrible score to start uh, October 31st. So I got up early. Murder by Television, by 1935. This is a Bela <laughs> movie. I thought this would kind of be a lot of fun, like the yeah. television's killing. You thought it would be The Ring, but no. No, it's it's not it's not fun. It's 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 kind of a standard, like, uh, I, I don't know, like somebody's trying to get a patent to do this. There is some cool effects first when they're first showing because TV is so new at this time, so they're showing off yeah. how it worked, and what. And I, I, I was kind of uh, really interested in that. But uh, once the mystery takes over, it's it's pretty garbage. Uh, three, yeah. Um, so that 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 started my my shocktober. Well, Halloween speaking day. of um, anthologies, I watched this anthology movie called Ten Thirty One. It pretty much uh, takes place uh, on Halloween. There's a bunch of different short films that they don't really blend together they're really not that great they're poorly acted uh, i don't know five i've it was not a i figured 1031 be like a fun halloween movie to watch but i actually really... i actually own that because it has great fucking art but uh, yeah i agree i was disappointed mm-hmm. with it there was one... i think it's the same team behind the barn i believe which i enjoyed the barn a lot more mm-hmm. i wasn't a big fan of the barn so yeah. here we are uh so yeah, I, I, you watch? I watched uh for 1946 this is another vinegar syndrome they strangely put out Two, two, they've been kind of dipping into 30s movies, 40s. They did the Flesh and Fantasy anthology, and they did this one. Uh, and again, great fucking art on these Vinegar Syndrome releases. So this is this journalist is hired by his boss because he receives a mysterious letter from a woman who claims that she's discovered $200,000 fortune uh, in her home, which connects to a man that was murdered 15 years earlier. Um, and... Uh, sorry, and... Uh, and uh, there's all connected to this man that's a relative of hers um, who's running for senator now. Uh, so the reporter also happens to be dating the senator's daughter, but he has he's forced to take on this case. Um, so him and his photographer buddy uh, all head to the island with the senator, the daughter. Uh, he brings along his lawyer and uh, her, the secretary, and then a detective investigator. And as soon as they get to the island, the old woman is murdered. Um, there's a cat there that uh, can apparently lead them to the fortune and also who the killer is. I had a lot of fun with this. This was one of the better um, of, of these early movies that I've watched. I, I just enjoyed all the twists and turns. And Was it very um, like Halloween-esque or not really? It's your standard, like, people getting murdered in yeah. a gothic mansion, but uh, with a black cat. Uh, I'm going to get seven pumpkins out of ten, though. I uh, oh, I dug cool. this one. Uh, yeah, Vinegar Syndrome, the two that they've picked uh, hmm. were, were kind of worth a watch. Uh, I watched from uh, 1942 Black Dragons. This is a little ghosty picture. Uh, it's got a great opening ten and, an, uh, like, an interesting setup of what's going on. And then I just atrocious 40 in, oh. in between 
and then like an ending that is so fucking awesome and like the way the montage sets up how how all it's it's basically like an espionage uh, movie about the forties. It's really heavy on the propaganda, yeah, uh, stuff against Japan. But at the same time, it's a brilliant scientist who's on a secret miss- mission and he's doing all these weird experiments to make things happen. So it 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 sets up this like the scientist shows up, nobody recognizes him. He looks completely different, supposedly, and and they're very spooked by him. And it's one of these dark and st- stormy night situations. Mm. But then it just goes into propaganda hokum again <laughs> it's more hokum uh and, and it really loses momentum until it kind of shows and reveals everything that's happening uh which is so excellent it's just too bad like i you i sometimes forget when i'm watching movies from like 39 to 45 that it, the war is going on like i guess so because eh? they don't really they won't often bring it up even though there there's sometimes a subtext this one is just like, well, this must have been made by the U.S. Army. Uh, <laughs> it's like propaganda, the, not propaganda, propaganda machine. Uh, so I think I'm going to give it five pumpkins. Yeah. Roddy. Uh, I did one of my favorite uh, TV films. Well, sorry, that's a lie. It's not one of my favorite TV films, but I think it's a great one to watch in October. And it's one I, I feel like I should love more, and I keep on trying to watch it. And force myself to love it more. Um, but I do still really like it. And that's Don't Be Afraid of the Dark for 1973. Okay. This is a young woman and her husband moving to the old So how did you watch home. this one? I own it on Blu-ray. Okay. Because yeah. uh, I think you had mentioned, like, oh, see if that one's on. Uh, it might be on Tubby, but I, I doubt it. Yeah, I, I think it's Warner Brothers, so their stuff is a little bit harder to find. Yeah, I couldn't don't. find it anywhere. Um, so, yeah, despite their warnings from a handyman on site, uh, the woman opens up this furnace that's been sealed in the basement and she releases these three little goblin creatures. They look fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> they don't look like little gremlins. They, I don't even know how to describe what they look like, but they begin terrorizing her. And of course, no one's going to believe her. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a, an effective TV film, even though, again, it's not my favorite, but I, I love TV films. I love the aesthetic. Mm. Um, this one has a, a quite a dark ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to still give it seven pumpkins out of 10, but uh, yeah, I keep Have on- you seen the remake? I like the remake too, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I like the remake has like the gremlins look a little cooler and yeah. stuff. But I mean, mind you, then it's CGI. I kind of like how they're done in this as well. Yeah. Um, even if they look kind of goofy. It but, like gargoyles uh, from the TV movie Gargoyles. <laughs> yeah, I, I was choosing between this and a couple other TV yeah. horror films because, I, I, again, I kind of had this plan like I want to watch an old film, I want to watch a TV film, I want to watch this and this. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't get through half of them, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I did want to throw in a TV film, and I went with this one because it feels very Halloween-y, the vibes. Yeah. What else did you watch? Anything, like, Halloween-related or not really? Uh, I will get there. All right. Uh, so, but first, I watched A Shriek in the Night. Um, the, this is about, like, rival newspaper reporters. One played by Ginger Rogers. So this is another kind of, like, Ginger Rogers in a horror movie. Huh. This Ginger Rogers is is was most known as... Fred Astaire's dance partner, mm-hmm. um, and and this I guess is the picture just before the she kind of took off. I think uh, with one of her first major roles, um, and it's about a guy that's been killed, and he like at first it seems like a suicide. He's taking a plunge uh, off a building, but then there's a body count that starts to mount, and there's all these murders in the building. Some cool, really setups there. Unfortunately, like. Uh, Ginger Rogers and the guy that plays uh, uh, the other lead, 
uh, I guess he's most known for Plan 9 for Outer Space now. So, <laughs> Okay, so yeah, that's a pedigree there. Uh, I, I think he was in the Mad... Uh, was he in the Mad Magician as well? I, I think so, but like a, maybe as a uh, not a major part uh, at all. Anyways, he was... Not a good good actor. Yeah. Uh, oh, and she's not very good in this either. I heard like, oh, she's wisecracking and great. And it's like it's awful. Everyone around is is awesome. There's like a janitor. He steals every goddamn scene he's in. Um, and and it's just unfortunate because you're mostly stuck with the leads, and they're uh, I, I had no interest. It's like. Watching His Girl Friday, if every line was terrible and no one has any charm, and then you have this great kind of like, um, you know, killer mystery going on in the background that nobody cares about most of the time. Uh, five pumpkins. Jeez. Uh, there. So I watched one of my favorite Halloween movies of all time, Night of the Demons. There is something so special about this movie I in my mind. That movie as oh, well. did you? Yeah. Uh, the opening it starts with this great cartoon of like these uh, demons going to this house and the pumpkins kind of coming alive on screen. And there is something how this movie is shot that really puts me in that like spooky Halloween feel good mood. I love this movie so much. Even the characters are having a ton of fun at this house party. It feels like an 80s movie, but made in the 90s, which I know you guys don't dig, but there's something about... What is this late 80s, 88, right? Yeah. Yeah, this was a bizarre movie that I occasionally would be like, wow, I love that, and then be like, fuck, I hate that. Like, it, it was a very conflicting watch. Yeah, there was something about it that like, I just The wraparound with the old man putting the bla- razor yeah. blades in the apples is great. How distinct each character is. They have that one yeah. like real wuss who's always like crying and praying and whatnot. You get that one big fella who's dressed as a pig who's always like making these like crash jokes. Yeah. I love this movie so much. Yeah, like they're kind of all despicable characters, but they're kind of they're still fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know that I think that's that hard. And there is something about the atmosphere about this house and the uh, puppet monsters that Angela sees in the mirror that she turns into. Like I just love it so much. The seance where they have the mirror, like the black mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's damn. that's cool. I, I'm giving eight point five, man. It's such a special movie to me. Yeah, I, I liked it more on this feeling. I'm, yeah. I'm I might move it up to seven and a half, maybe even mm-hmm. an eight uh, pumpkin mm-hmm. out of ten. I, I had a lot more fun. I, I, again, this one I picked up the four K. Uh, Screen Factory also put out special editions of part two and three just on Blu-ray, but yeah. you know, with extras finally. But uh, yeah, I was hoping to got part two, but their Screen Factory price are getting out of control. It's yeah. like $40 just for a Blu-ray, and that's like the, I, the cheapest I price. tried watching part two uh, tonight I, I on like Halloween. Fell asleep, oh. yeah. It, it didn't have the same charmed me but like no but it, had, and, it has some crazy stuff like this yeah. is pre from dust with dawn where like they're using um yeah like a well, balloons and stuff with holy water yeah. to take it them out like it's pretty fun and and super soakers i think with holy you water you got right? it but yeah i didn't finish it so it's not going to count but maybe i'll try to watch it when i get home tonight or i'm probably going to watch like two and three this week i'm hoping oh, to because cool. yeah it's I, still spooky season i like them man uh, I watched from 2020 The Wolf of Snow's uh, of Snow Hollow. Uh, this is Jim Cummings, who I watched the beta test uh, earlier this month and was super, super in, in, impressed. You've seen this before, right? You really did. No, it? I oh, hadn't I seen you this. Dug this one. Um, I th- Kyle, had you seen this one? I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So basically, it's a stressed out police officer whose father's dying and 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 you know is unwell. Played by Robert Forster, which may maybe his last film role. Um, I think I think it is. I feel like he something else came out after, but it was. It was done before that, or something. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, he he's great in this. Uh, you know, I'm I've always been a fan of of Robert Forster uh, as the father, but it's really like uh, Jim Cummings' role. So basically, there's there's people in the in the town, uh, women that are getting murdered terribly, and body parts are getting taken from them, um, and everybody says it's a wolf. Uh, there's just a humor. I laugh my fucking head off during this movie constantly. I just think whatever wavelength he's on, I'm on. Uh, hmm. I, I find his character just pitiful, but at the same time, constantly h- hilarious. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's an uh, it's another eight. I, maybe it ties it up a little bit too neatly at the the end. Um, I don't know if either one is like completely brought it home but i'm along for the ride uh i i'm i'm gonna watch thunder road his his other movie pretty soon i guess the beta test i found out later though uh it's it's about basically despicable agents and he got dropped from his agents Hmm. after the uh, the uh, the the movie came out so right now i think he's having I, i i read somewhere that he's having difficulty getting things made because he went that cutthroat against the industry and they have a memory. I feel like his movies too are kind of like that niche. Like I think they're all very similar with similar characters. So if you like that, you know you're either going to like the it or premises you're not are very very different. Yeah, uh, it's more the characters. Like his yes. characters kind of. <laughs> he's not really a likable guy in in this in no. Snow Hollow or or in, and he's, he's kind of like a huge. Dick he's even he, less likable yeah. in, in the beta test. Uh, he's pushing. There's a moment in this where, like, you you see like the humanity behind him. You see like why a bunch of these things are happening. Uh, I I think I think he's an incredible actor as well. Um, mm, yeah, I don't know if I got that. I know. I oh, think it's yeah. good comic timing, but uh, comic timing, and he does these like sm- both movies. Like he'll do these small small facial ticks or or or, or, or looks. Uh, yeah, because both these movies, he's despicable, but he's and he's him, but he's, he's just completely an angry different. dude. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's like an there's like an a boiling anger underneath. It's an original character. Yeah, again, uh, definitely like highlights of this. But I know it's not for everybody because he is yeah. caustic. But you you talked earlier about like you want originality. This guy's giving you that in in the two pictures I've seen. He kind of reminded me actually of that in the guy from Monster Slayer. I mean, he's a much better actor, mm-hmm. but that same kind of character where he's just an angry. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, I said that I did watch some anthologies, and I, I had a plan to watch a bunch today. I, I managed to get through two, but two of my favorites. Uh, I started off with uh, a, another TV film, actually, Trilogy of Terror from 1975. Nice. This, of course, the Dan Class. Curtis Classic, written by Richard Matheson and William F. Nolan. Uh, all Black. three stars, all three tales starring Karen Black. Um, the first one is Julie, where this young man convinces this kind of like proper straight-laced teacher, convinces her to go on a date with him, 
and he drugs and rapes her and takes pictures of it to blackmail her. Um, and uh, there's a, there's a fun, really fun twist there. Um, Millicent and Therese, uh, two sisters, twin sisters, live together. Both played one, by Cara Black. Again, one is very plain and proper, and one is like the opposite, seductive and mean-spirited. There's hints that she had sexual relationships with her father, that she poisoned her mother, and she's holding her sister hostage. Um, so that the the proper sister plans to get rid of the other sister with this voodoo doll, the evil sister with the voodoo doll, and again another fun twist there. Um, I, those those tales get overshadowed because the third tale is really the highlight. But I, I, I the middle one is maybe not great, but I actually really I like, like the, the first, first one. one. Like actually. I think it's kind of a cool twist. Yeah, I I, mm-hmm. I might like that one the best. No, because well, I'm not crazy. a huge fan of the the third one. Um, and like a lot of people are. I just I'm, yeah, not a big fan of puppets <laughs> that come to life and kill. <laughs> yeah, it's not really your bag, is it? You're no. not really a puppet fella. Um, so the third tale it looks like a puppet the whole yeah. time. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's... It's a doll. It's not a puppet asshole. <laughs> so the third tale, Amelia, is, in, in my opinion, the highlight. Uh, the Zuni fetish doll looks... I love yeah. that doll. It might be my favorite on-screen doll. Like, I would possibly put this over Chucky and even the mm. dolls in, in the movie Dolls. I think what, what Dan Curtis really does well is he sells the viciousness of this. You believe yeah. that this doll can kill this woman... The way he edits it, the way it's it's the it's so many quick takes and like again he's got no budget. He's not like Chucky where he's got an animatronic doll and all this yeah. shit. He's got a doll that can't really move, but the way he does it is so it works. works so well. Like you believe when she's all cut up that this fucking thing is a vicious little bastard. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that's why this tale works so g- great. Uh, um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I love that tale. The middle one is just kind of, eh, it's kind of forgettable. I'm going to still overall give it seven and a half pumpkins. Yeah. I think that middle one kind of knocks it. But that that last tale is... Uh, is It's worth the admission. It's top two. And it's got kind of a fun little ending. There's also, um, Karen Black does some great acting in that. Like there's It opens up and she has this date. It's like her boyfriend's birthday. Uh, but I guess she normally meets her mother that day. And you can see that her mother is so um, overbearing overprotective and yeah she has to like pretty much apologize to her mother for canceling and it gets to a point where she's gonna cancel her dinner with her fucking boyfriend on his birthday Mm -hmm. because of the mother but the scene she just breaks down and it's like fucking top tier it's it's better acting than you would expect from an anthology segment about a killer doll yeah like even in like a burnt offerings like she is she's great yeah humming in that i i don't think she gets enough appreciation like i almost want to go through all the karen black horror Mm. Well, she was an easy rider, wasn't she? Uh, I'm not too sure. She, I know yeah. she did like she did the um, she did a few ones that Rob Zombie uh, ones as well. She's oh, done, House of Zombies. Yep, she's done tons of uh, yeah. tons of horror. But yeah, like you know, when we're talking uh, scream scream queens, yeah. you know, Jamie Lee gets brought up and all these other people. I don't think her name gets brought up enough. And I, I think when you look at you know her filmography and all the great horror shit she did, I mean, mm-hmm. she should be uh, talked about just as much. Adam, what else did you watch, buddy? So I watched um, Fog Island, which Kyle watched maybe last week. Um, and this is basically like uh, uh, they go to Fog Island, and there's this guy that's been um, – I don't know if he, he would be the Ponzi scheme guy. That's <laughs> like teenagers stole the R. This is Frog Island. 
So he he basically he brings everyone there. He was convicted, uh, and someone had murdered his wife, and he's trying. Uh, he was their investment agent, and he's trying to get a, a back. Yep. It's got George Zuko, who, who again a, a really good villain, villain, and Lionel Atwill, who I love in the '30s horror movies. He's always so fucking on and refreshing, mm. uh, and and suave but sinister. You don't know what he's cooking up. Unfortunately, in this one, it's kind of sad. Like, I guess he dies the next year, uh, and you kind of get a sense like he's he's only like late fifties at this point. But there's something off. Like from the movies that I watched earlier this month that he was in to now, that ten years, it's like he aged thirty years. Uh, hard drinking, hard partying, fellas. Like the nineteen thirties were a different time, man. Um. But you got a bunch of great character actors, and they're all trying to find this treasure that's there, and all this money mm-hmm. that's going on. And there's secret doors and stuff that's happening. Uh, yeah, an, an enjoyable. Uh, you know, uh, I liked it more than Kyle did. I, I, I do find like you're missing that lead, like we were talked about before. So, like an anchor. Uh, like Atwell could be the anchor in the '30s, even if he was the villain, because he was that. Fucking and and magnetic, kind of like Price. Yeah, uh, eventually becomes. Yeah, it just doesn't work as well here. It's it's probably it's probably five point five. What else did you watch? Uh, so and then I I watched um something from nineteen forty one. This is maybe the 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 jewel. Okay, of, of the, the Halloween crown. Uh, this is the jewel least, in that trophy. Like this the, is uh, the jewel of of this kind of era. The face behind the mask. This is um, stars Peter Lorre, and he's basically opens up this this movie, and he's this guy that he's just happy to be in America, and he's gonna bring his wife over, and he's meeting all these people, and he's nervous, and he's trying to do all the right things, but he's got a real talent. He's a watchmaker. He's flown planes. He's done all this kind of stuff. Um, it's you know, there's just like a a goodness that radiates from him. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to a, uh, a hotel that a cop said you should go there, and uh, it's it's a good place, safe place, and a fire breaks out. Oh, no. And he's burnt horribly, and now he's like disfigured to the point where they won't even hire him in a factory because he scares people so much in how he, how he looks. He meets this guy by a dock when he's committing suicide. Uh, his name is Dinky, uh, <laughs> which is awesome. Apply... Played by Georgie Stone, who I I know I had seen in other movies, but he is a delight in this movie. And he basically convinces him, "Hey, just stay with me. Like we'll figure it out." And someone had dropped money after they'd seen his face, so they had the money. He says, "Like let's just use this. I'm not feeling too good. You're not doing too good. Let's go to a hotel together, and we'll work it out." And he convinced him, "Like hey, I've got these crime guys. Like they could help you." So it's it's. The story unravels where he then becomes kind of evil and he gets a mask. And now he's like Peter Lorre, but they've done like some weirdness to his face. So it's his real face, but he's supposed to be wearing a mask. Yeah. Um, and it's like almost Jekyll and Hyde. So he, and he meets this uh, blind woman played by Evelyn Keyes, who's really, really great in this, and it shows him the good side again. He tries to get away from these guys. And they then he sets pull it, him back in. And they pull him back and they start doing all these fucking terrible shit to people that support him. Um, This actually sounds like a fun movie. It's a great movie. Um, And, uh, and then he, he figures out a way to get back at them. 
uh, in the end, but it's kind of a grisly awesome. uh, ending. This is the man behind the mask? The man, the face behind the mask. Face behind the mask. Uh, from 1941. I'm going to give it eight pumpkins. Oh, awesome. Really, really uh, great. Definitely like... Uh, we're checking out, eh? We're, we're checking out. Peter Laurie is so good, and he, he rarely got to show off his real range. Like, you've seen an M yeah. where he's fucking incredible, but often he's just kind of like a sidekick, kind of jokey character, like in Casablanca or yeah. Maltese Falcon. Uh, yeah, a w- wonderful, uh, wonderful performance. Awesome. Rod? Uh, yeah, I did uh, another one of my favorite anthologies, uh, Creep Show from 1982. Oh, awesome. Up the uh, Scream Factory 4K, so I was kind of excited to see all the colors. Um, yeah, th- this is just a fucking great movie. Did, R- wrap around with Tom Atkins. Did you notice 4K was like popping? Yeah, the color. Uh, yeah, it's all about the colors and yeah. stuff, right? You, get, you notice a little more details. Uh, yeah, no, th- this one looked really good. Um, yeah, so it opens up Tom Atkins, like the abusive parent to Joe King, Stephen King's son. That's crazy, right? Um, That's Joe Hill, right? Yeah. Yeah, Joe King, Joe Hill, yeah. Um, you get a cameo by Tom Savini in there as well because he did the effects in this, which they're Is incredible. Is he the garbage man? Uh, yeah, yeah, at the end. Um, so, yeah, the first segment, Father's Day, of course. This is uh, the segment where this overbearing father wants his cake. Um, and uh, he, uh, and, and yeah, he, the, the, the daughter, he's already kind of ruined her life. Like, she's been stuck taking care of him, but she's finally, um, I guess she's a spinster. She's mm-hmm. finally found a man, um, but then he mis- accidentally, accidentally, in quotations, dies of a hunting accident. The dad... You you know you know it's had him killed because he wants her sticking around, and he's done terrible things to get his money. Um, yeah, I actually I've always like not found this one that. Oh, great. I love this one. Um, you get Ed Harris dancing in there. The disco dancing is yeah. where it's at. But yeah, this, this time around I really enjoyed this one. Actually, mm. it went up uh, quite a bit for me. I went in this as this uh, this the, the 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 zombie coming back to the mm. dead for Halloween last year. Um, but yeah, the, the zombie guy dad comes back on Father's Day and kills them all. This is the one though; it doesn't really make sense because all the other segments are. It's usually about like bad people get their comeuppance, and this one mm. like the bad guy wins. Gets yeah, he gets to come back and and kill all these people when he was he was the horrible person. Um, but yeah, it, it's still good. You got the lonesome death of Jordy Varel. That's Stephen King, pretty much playing a farmer who comes across a meteor. Um, uh, it's slight but enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. It's it's probably my least oh, favorite meteor shit. <laughs> yeah, I will say this time around, I feel like because I've watched this quite a bit uh, recently in the past couple of years, I didn't enjoy this one as much. Like it's fine. Um, the effects and, and stuff are great because when he touches it, all this alien kind of vegetation oh, grows over skin. Kind of makes yeah. your your skin. You get goosebumps watching it. And over uh, something to tide you over is great with Leslie Nielsen is the. The evil bastard, I guess he finds out his wife, uh, Galen Ross, of course, of Dawn of the Dead fame and uh, Madman fame, uh, is having an affair with Ted Danson, so he knocks on his door. And of the says, uh, Whoopi Goldberg roast fame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he knocks on his door and tells him, you know, he's got the wife. Um, he has to come with him or else she's going to die. And uh, he has to do what he says. And he convinces him to pretty much bury himself alive. And uh, this tide is slowly going to kill him. I love this one. I love the it score in this awesome. one. It's so much fun. Leslie yeah. Nielsen is so great as a villain. Like this and, and uh, Day of the Animals are the, mm-hmm. the two Leslie Nielsen performances for me. Uh, the Crate is probably my favorite segment, although it's the longest. Some people feel it drags. I, I love this oh, one. Yeah. Uh, this is one with Fritz Weaver, 
Um, he's a professor at a university, and they, uh, the janitor comes across this old crate. Um, and so he calls him in, and it turns out there's this hairy monster that living in what this crate that? for like, like hundreds of years. I forget the name of it. Like a great name, like, like Buttercup or something like that? Like, I think that's, yeah, what Tom Savini called it. Yeah. So, like, I don't think they called that not that in the movie. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he pulls the uh, janitor in, and then his buddy, uh, also Professor Hal Halbrook, hears mm. about this, and he's married to... Um, Bridget Bardot? Uh, no, uh, Adrian Adrian Barbeau. Barbeau, who, again, is another kind of scream queen. I yeah. don't think gets enough attention when you look at you know all the great horror stuff she did. Swamp Thing. But she's so good in this. It's just the most obnoxious, annoying... She just browbeats her race. Like She's constantly. just a terrible, terrible yeah. character. So he hears about this monster and decides he's going to take advantage of it and get rid of her with it, which is great. Um, great finale. And then the creeping up on you is the last one with E.G. Marshall. Well, I really don't. Upson Pratt, who's just a, a cruel and ruthless, yeah. again, racist businessman. Yeah. Uh, Mogo. And like, you know, he finds out that someone committed suicide due to something he did and he just laughs about it. Um, but he's a germaphobe and he's trapped in his apartment during a storm and cockroaches. Uh, this cockroach. Speaking outbreak. of your skin crawling, this yeah. one really like grinds me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like, oh, it really, you get the heebie jeebies watching it. Yeah, I, I love this movie. It's so much fun. I love the mm-hmm. editing of it, how it's like mixes in. It feels like you're watching a comic book on screen, mm-hmm. the way it mixes it all. And it has a nice flow to it. And again, like, one of the weakest story is the Stephen King one, and that's still pretty, yeah. pretty good. Uh, I'm going to give it like eight and a half, nine and pumpkins yeah. out of ten. This is one of my favorite movies, horror films of all time. And I guess films of all time it's just it looks great the score is great the effects mm-hmm. are great it's well directed it's just so much fun and just it's like a who's who of of actors in there and yeah it's a blast adam what else did you watch buddy i watched uh kyle's pick for me witching and bitchin oh yeah uh so th- there's these guys that are uh dressed up as those uh i guess living not living statues. Would you call them living statues? What would you yeah, call? Yeah, that makes sense. Like, uh, like it's street like a performers. Busker. Yeah, busker. The, well, they're yeah the street performers that are like. So, anyways, yeah. they're they're there, and then all of a sudden, it's uh, the silver Jesus uh, kind of character and uh, a green army figure. They go in with his kid's son to rob a bank. They get all these gold rings and then they're off the road and there's a chase through the town and then you know that's all enjoyable and then they're basically like the bitchin part of the movie is this it's just all like the dialogue is just like a, a mile a minute ta- mm-hmm. they're they're bitching about basically women for the most <laughs> time but it's kind of like them i don't know like they seem all clueless to what's going on. Like mm-hmm. there's definitely tongue in cheek mm-hmm. for the most part. I think there's there's occasionally like this this movie moves into levels of misogyny that are a little bit cringy, but for the most part, mm-hmm. I think it it plays it tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they get to this te- this lead up to this town, um, and it's the original witch's town. And but that's probably like I don't know, like forty minutes into the movie, forty five minutes of the movie. Like there's a big mm-hmm. kind of lead up. Uh, they do have an opening with with witches kind of talking about their, their a prophecy with gold coins or gold gold rings I should say, and so they go there and they go into this like inn and it's this witch who's or, or like just arguing with this this guy to do his job and whatever and you instantly things are now like into the horror realm where there's like just an eyeball sticking out where you go to the bathroom like you can hear this <laughs> person moaning have you seen this Maddie I. 
I think so, but I don't remember it at all. Uh, and and like you you see things like they're cooking stuff and like there's feet going into pots and whatever. And now they have to the the one cabbie has knows all about this town. He's like, I don't want to drive through there, but like you got to take us to France. And they've kind of he's Bribe been their hostage. And so they go, and they uh, they have to go through the town. They get they 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 hit hit a witch, and then they go to this this big kind of castle um, manor. Uh, it's just more of a manor house, and and shit starts kind of going down. They kidnap the kid, and they're gonna cook him in a pot. It's very funny the whole movie the whole time. Uh, it then has a big kind of climax at the end. I'll be honest, this is kind of where the movie lost me. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't- Love that either. Mm. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I love the movie up until that part. It goes on and on and on with bad CGI. There is some monster. crazy stuff in there, but yeah, unfortunately it is done with not the best CGI. Yeah. So, And it's just long. But I, I still really enjoyed the movie. Uh, I'm going to give it seven seven pumpkins. Oh, the witch with the, um, the sharp metal teeth is kind of cool. I love the look. Oh yeah, that. totally cool. Like again, like it, it I, looks I love cool. That, yeah, that that look, that like version of the witch is one of my favorite version. The witch is on screen, and you kind of get a, a nice mythology with it. Yeah, I I I, I, uh, I enjoyed it except like that section. Nothing really of consequence happens. Like you could probably do that in like yeah one of the mm-hmm. two, one or two of the setups is like oh now we're gonna do this crazy thing. It's like. Well, it's not that crazy and not that interesting. I do to look love at. the guy you didn't mention too. Like, there's a guy that's riding in the cab that they take hostage and he, oh yeah, he annoys them, so they throw him in the back. But that guy just gets fucking tortured <laughs> horribly throughout the movie, and it's it's kind of it's very funny. Though. The humor is great, and and we're we're talking about watching Day of the Beast, yeah, which I've heard is his. his and place. I've been wanting to watch that for which for a that long whole time. plot sounds crazy too. I haven't seen two. He did one called The Last Circus, which looks insane too about clowns. Um, mm. all, all his movies have a style, but I, I almost get the impression like, yeah, I'm kind of curious if they're all going to be like, I'm really enjoying them, but there's always something that holds them back from being like, you know, the masterpiece. We'll, we'll see. But, like yeah. Day of the Beast has like a, yeah. a, a massive cult following. Uh, yeah. so yeah, well, that's coming this Christmas. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So, nice. so I, I think this is my favorite of, of Kyle's picks for me hey. over the last couple of years. So. Yeah, I was kind of worried about the ending, but I think everything leading up to that is is, is Worth a lot it. of fun. Um, so I, I did. Uh, I talked about that. There's three movies I, I had on my list that I really want to watch, and this is one I've never seen, but want to get the Blu-ray. But it's always so expensive. Um, it's a Canadian co-production, kind of a, a classic. I've actually owned a shirt of this for the longest time, just because it was a cool shirt. I'm talking about the Gate from 1987. Oh, awesome! Have you seen this? Yeah, I've watched it ages ago. Um. Yeah, it's this this boy. It's a young Stephen Dorff. It's, actually, it's made for like a it's a preteen movie, right? Like essentially, like yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think like my oldest son could have probably watched. Yeah. This. Um. So Stephen Dorff is the young boy in this. Oh, weird. Um. Yeah, he has this nightmare where this lightning strikes his treehouse and it comes down, and then and then he wakes up and it actually was is down. But it was possibly maybe it's a meteor that hit it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, they're taking away the tree, and he finds in the hole this meteor. And when he removes the meteor, there's like this hole that's in the ground, like this deep, mm-hmm. deep hole. Um, and uh, yeah, and so him and his buddy, and his buddy's kind of a little shit disturber, gets him into trouble. But uh, yeah, they remove this meteor, and then just weird shit starts happening, demonic shit possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And yeah, it starts out like his his sister's having a party and they're going to levitate him and he actually starts floating. But then it gets like into... By the end, we have all these little demon creature things that look fucking... The effects look great. Yeah. For like, this is a no-budget movie, I don't I don't think, at least. And yeah, there's all kinds of other creatures and, and um, effects. You know, they're seeing his parents are there, but they're not his parents. And he realized that, so he shoves his fa- fa- uh, fingers to the face. And it's all <laughs> gooey and melting and... Man, I, I just, I had a blast with this. This is one of my favorite um, movies Vines. of the month. And uh, yeah, it's one I've been wanting to watch for the longest time. Uh, but I definitely have to pick up the Blu-ray now. I'm going to give it eight pumpkins out of 10. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, really. Do- I have actually owned the sequel on Blu-ray for years because I got that cheap. So I'm kind of curious about that, even though I've heard it's a, it's a big drop off. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this definitely lived up to the, uh, the hype for me. Awesome. Maddie, uh, I'm I'm done. That's it for my shock. So this is I, I got one last uh, for Shocktober. So I ended off appropriately rewatching what we do in the shadows. Um, First episode? No, uh, 2014, the movie. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, I hadn't seen the movie in in quite a long time. I, I love it. It's Made good. by top top hundred. Yeah. It's it's really good. It's got a different vibe. Like the mm-hmm. humor, there's an undercurrent of it being the same thing, but it's its own thing for sure which i kind of appreciate yeah um i uh i i feel like we're almost like how certain shows or certain voices end up like influencing or like you've never heard anything uh, like that in in comedy before yeah well td is kind of that right like and and you're getting that in strange of stuff like our flag means death which is also just hilarious and and, and better amazing. or worse than what we do in the shadows. Uh, it's a like worse, but like it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just not what we do in the shadows is like. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would say like even the hesitation is like okay, yeah. I'll, like, I'll check I, it I didn't out. want to say worse because it's yeah. so fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, we we just started the second season mm. today. Uh, you know. Yeah. Out of October, but. Uh, there's something here like there's it's a voice you hadn't heard and it's really fucking funny and, and the, all the vampire tropes in this are like they really lean they, on and, them. and they really like there's there's so much depth to it and then you have the the offshoots you you, you know you you have the werewolves you have the cops yeah. which the only my, my the only thing i was so caught up in what we do in the shadows originally i was like i'm gonna watch a season of what we do in the shadows and i'm gonna watch normal investigation yeah Bellican. activity uh, Wellington Paranormal. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was gonna watch w- with the two cops, and they're so good in this movie too. Um, it's eight or eight point five. Like yeah. it's just so uh, excellent. Uh, so that was my. That's your Shocktober. That's my Shocktober. I. I uh... Rod, how'd you end up the night? Uh, so I just got a couple more. Uh, yeah, of the demons I talked about. Uh, I did Jacko from nineteen ninety five. Have you seen this? That's the one with uh, Lena Quigley. Yeah. I saw it in a drive-thru, actually. It is so weird watching, like, Lena Quigley shower at, like, a drive-in. I know. I, I like, love, of course, is... her introduction is just yeah. five minutes of her in the shower for no reason. And it reason. is not, like, a 80 shower. Like, it is full frontal. Yeah, it is her... everything. And, like, it's weird. She was definitely not afraid to, to do that. But, but, yeah, it makes no sense. Like, they do not need that scene. You cut that scene, you've yeah. lost zero. Um it's it's like them phoning to get the babysitter. And it's like let's show her showering for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, it's just um, pretty much there's these two families and they were at war with each other. And the one was a warlock, and uh, 
created this pumpkin head scarecrow uh, named Jacko to seek revenge, and they ended up defeating him and burying him in a shallow grave. And now, years later, um, you know, some teens have awakened him. Um, yeah, I, I was not expecting that much from this, but it's like it was so very Halloween. I've always mm. wanted to check it out. The, the character look, I, I love, I'm a sucker for, give me a, a character with a pumpkin for a head of Scarecrow. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with this. Like, this is super low budget, but man, I was digging so much. The, the dad is like this huge on Halloween. He's putting together this haunted house and he's so excited about it. Um, and yeah, I, I just thought that the Scarecrow with, walking around with the scythe just had a, a great look and and and, and was, it was super fun. There's there's not really much to it, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go seven and a half. Pumpkins. Oh yeah, it's like I need to. This is one where I passed on the Blu-ray just because I'm thinking, ah, oh, this is gonna be one of those like early '90s. No, it's good piece of shit films. Uh, but no, yeah, this was a it, surprise. It's, it's better than Hackle Lantern. I remember. Yeah, it's it's better than I think a lot of those type of yeah. type of uh, films. Uh, and then yeah, I I just um, ended on a couple episodes. Uh, again with my son, uh, he chose Big City Green season three squash from 2021. He's a big fan of the show. I've I've watched it kind of in the background. It, it's fine. Like it's mm. it's it's fun. It's not like oh this is a pain to get through. But at the same time, I mean it's I don't know if it's something I would watch on my own. But uh, and this one, the dad uh, has a pumpkin patch and it's not growing very big this year. So his daughter Tilly uh, steals some chemical compound from big tech. This big tech tech company when they're making the delivery and she covers the pumpkins in it and uh causes them to grow huge and they're all excited but then they mutate and become like almost body snatching like they they eat your kind of jump on your head and then kind of like a body snatch yeah. take over you um I, yeah i don't think the show is normally has these fantastic elements i think it's just the halloween but again like it never goes too far like it's not like simpsons where yeah. main characters are dying off or anything i'm gonna give it six pumpkins out of ten like i i liked it um but it, it didn't. I didn't love it as much as some of the other ones he recommended this mm. month. Uh, I did Are You for the Dark Season 1, The Tale of the Twisted Cloth, 1990. Uh, yeah, your jam, isn't this it? Was, yeah, I was hoping to play this in the terror uh, television terror night, but it didn't happen. And again, it might be like Home Improvement where it's more of a, a me thing. But I, I've always loved this episode. It's one of my yeah. favorite uh, episodes. Uh, two boys are causing mischief on Devil's Night. The, uh, they're spraying uh, whipped cream on the door, or not whipped cream, shaving cream on the door when an old woman opens it up and gets sprayed in her face. And I guess she's known as the old witch of the town. They decide on Halloween, let's hit her up. She's not going to recognize us. We have masks now, and no one has the guts to go to her house, so she's going to have a ton of candy. They they go for it, but she doesn't have candy, so instead she gives them... A monkey's uh, paw. Yeah, pretty much a monkey's paw. In, the, in this case, it's a twisted claw. Um, and yeah, they grant, they get three wishes and they all go bad. You know, it starts with them like, oh, I wish this day would night would just end or something. And then, you know, they get jumped by these teens and scary masks. That scene is kind of yeah. terrifying for a kid's show. The music and they warp their voice where it's like, what do you do? Yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but it's kind of scary. I love the score in this episode. It's just a lot of fun. And it does kind of get dark, like w- the wishes, what ends up happening, like his parents end up dying <laughs> yeah. and all this crazy shit. Um, of course, you know, they're going to flip it back somehow. But I'm going to give eight pumpkins out of 10. Love this episode. I love the ending, too, where it ends with the cackle. Is that the wind or the cackle of the witch? And yeah. it's like her evil sinister laugh. And that woman just, I don't know, ever since I'm a kid, she terrifies me. Is like one of those kind of old women in the town that could be secretly a witch. Uh, then did Goosebumps season two, Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns, nineteen ninety six. This one's not that great. Um, 
it's the idea behind it is yeah. kind of cool, but again, it's Goosebumps just had no budget, and it kind of showed like That's they didn't crazy, have the money. It's yeah. like the best-selling author of like the nineties, yeah. I think, was R.L. Stein, right? Like he must be the highest-grossing author of the nineties, I'd say. For kids, maybe all time. I in the nineties, I think so. Like I assume his sales outdid Stephen. Well, King. he was also doing adult or, stuff too, right? Yeah. Like Fear Street and or Grisham. Yeah, maybe yeah, Grisham was probably doing pretty well. Either way, though, yes, yeah. this show should have had a budget. It didn't. It's yeah. like a small, tiny, like, there's no effects. The acting is usually bad. These, like, I, I Even was so, as a kid, I thought these were terrible. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I remember being so excited because these were coming out when I was still kind of reading the books. Mm-hmm. I was so pumped for the, the pilot of The Haunted Mask. I remember kind of coming away disappointed. I think I can appreciate them more now because I can accept that and just appreciate that these stories are just so good. Yeah. Um, but because uh, Lefty was throwing with his right arm, yeah. <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> it's too bad because when Disney announced they're doing a new series, I was so excited. I, but I, I watched like a half an episode. I'm like, oh, this is bad. Like, it's well, again, they're not doing anthology. They're just yeah. doing kind of like the movies, which was fun. But it's like, give me go back to the end. Like, yeah. if they just redid all these stories, but with a budget and good acting, like, how incredible mm. would that be? Because I, I think these stories are, are, are incredible. Anyways, this one, kids are uh, always pull uh, cool, cruel pranks on. Uh, this other group of kids and uh, their friends they have these twin friends who have come back in town and they say we'll help you get revenge on them um, there's also a side plot where th- these adults have went missing in the town there's a newspaper flying around um, anyways while they're trick-or-treating they run into these two sc- kind of sc- goes with the other one scarecrows with pumpkin heads and they tell the kids follow us we know the best place yeah. for trick-or-treating and uh, they arrive in the town, and yeah, the town is all decked out in Halloween decorations and orange lights, and everyone is giving out, like, not just full bars, I'm talking, like, massive side chocolate bars. Family They're just literally bags. dumping the whole bowl of candy into their, their bags, so they're loving this until they're like, we're kind of getting tired, we've got a lot, let's, let's go, and they're like, no, you're not getting out of here, you have to go until the end, and the girl's like, oh, my bag's full, I can't hold anymore, and they dump it out, and they're like, more, more, Um, so they gotta escape out of here. This one has kind of a a pretty fucking dark ending. I don't know if you remember I don't remember. It's really dark. Like They were all pretty dark endings, what I remember. I remember them always kind of having, but kind of being a little hopeful. Like, this one is like, no, (laughs) these people murdered people. Um, Anyways, I'm gonna give it six and a half pumpkins out of ten. I agree, I don't know if the way it's done is yeah. necessarily great, but I, I think I love the the whole idea behind it. It kind of would be a good double feature with that uh, Ghostbusters, where Halloween is forever. And then um, I had plans to do the two most recent Simpsons, but I only made it through one. So I did se- season thirty four, Trios of Horror thirty three. Uh, did you not it? No, I did. I skipped that one. Did the the anthology yeah. from twenty twenty two? So this has the Pookadook. There is no wraparound in this one. Yeah, Simpsons take on the Babadook. I mean, it was fine, but it, mm. it's like. It's just taking that story and kind of doing their take. Not, I didn't find it that great. Uh, death, uh, death tome uh, is them doing death note, but they do it as an anime. I thought it was kind of cool. Like, that story seemed interesting uh, to me. I, I didn't like it. Again, they're just taking the death note, but they're doing. Like, I haven't not, seen death note. I'm not I, watching yeah. Simpsons to see them as yeah. anime realistic human characters. It's like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Why is this the Simpsons? Isn't the original already an anime? Why did we need them doing an anime of this? Yeah. It's like not that funny and it looks just like an irregular anime. Like if I didn't know if you didn't recognize the Simpsons voices, it you looks probably exactly. wouldn't get that this is Simpsons. So that was a weird choice. And then the last one is Simpsons World, which is kind of their spoof on Westworld. 
this one was kind of fun. It's just loaded to the gills with Easter eggs. Simpsons Easter eggs, yeah. Because, yeah, it's pretty much you find out that, like, it, it does a scene from an old episode, and you pull away and find out that this is, like, a theme park and run of all their all their classic Best moments, moments. Uh, in the theme park. And then Homer uh, sparks out of it and uh, tries to uh, escape with, you know, he wait, mm. awakens some other me- the other members of the family and tries to uh, escape. Um, Again, it was kind of fun seeing all the Easter eggs. I don't know if it was great. Overall, the whole episode was just kind of okay. I'm going to give it six pumpkins out of 10. Mm. Um, but yeah, none of these are going to be, you know, if you're watching your favorite Simpsons Halloween episode, not gonna I don't think the any of these 10. are going to make it, no. Um, but that was it. Yeah, I totally fell asleep kind of early that night. Uh, so is that the end of Shocktober? That's that's it for Shocktober. Oh, boy. So who? Uh, Adam took it. Adam but, took uh, it? We'll, we'll tally it up and see what the final score is. But uh, yeah, I think he definitely. Um, do so know, do you know your score, Matty? My score is a 75.25. Is that your high? I don't think so. But Last it, it, year might have been your It's high. up there. Like, that's still... Hey, guys, if you guys yeah. weren't crazy, hmm. that's fairly decent score. Like, that is more than two movies a day. Yeah, I, I didn't win, but I did beat my score, uh, my overall top score. I had to compete with fucking... Uh, our our, uh, our <laughs> yeah, 650 gonna, minute man over I here. I was just thinking of a name for Adam, uh, uh, the man of the hour, yeah. because he won it. <laughs> by watching a lot of our movies. Um, and he had three days off. But anyways, uh, my score, 132.5. Holy shit! That is more than four mm-hmm. movies a day. Yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I... And you didn't win! <laughs> that's insane! <laughs> that is fucking insane! You guys are... What's your tally, our man? Cuckoo! <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, I did 35.75, my best week okay. I've ever had in six days okay that is five movies a day uh that is yeah that's uh, more than five movies a day almost six movies i'm i was 0.25 off of six movies a day and i have 137 is my final score (laughs) that's insane insane. we all knew it though it wasn't even a surprise at this point you are close (laughs) to five movies a day like that's but again, he was getting eight movies in certain days. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, that's only that's eight hours, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll, well, I'll give it to you. You played the game. Um, we'll be changing rules because of you playing the game, but you, uh, you played the game. Uh, well, I'll be honest. I never. Uh, <sighs> you, you, you don't have to make excuses. No, no, you, you, you no, did. no. I, 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 yeah. I won. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I like. There's nothing like yeah. like I play the game that is set up and how yeah. it's played. And I watch things that I would watch, it, mm-hmm. it, you know. I think the difference is we never played it as a game before until this year. I don't wait, think, wait, wait. no, so we didn't. Last year you guys weren't playing? When no, you like, got, I, got like a I think it's always been. I think it's movies? always been watch as much as you can. Yeah. This year was... I honestly didn't play the game. Like fully play the game until this last week because before no, it would be. I I, w- I would say more than sixty percent of your movies were an hour long or close to an hour long. I w- I guarantee if I Might looked be. that up, um, that's 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 yeah. <laughs> but that's a lot of that's going to be in the last few days because what was funny is what we taped an episode and then Kyle had like the day after like the Friday Saturday where we hadn't taped yet. You had a bunch of our movies too. Like you were, you were I, throwing I, them in before I watched, all this happened. I watched a couple, but again, like I think you you watched. I would I, I would even argue seventy percent of your movies were 
around the hour length. Non, I think non-mandated? I, I did some each week for sure. A lot of my stuff co- also comes from the what we do in the shadows and the grim episodes yeah, you, too. You, as you always, I always get a lot of that stuff. I don't so, think so. What were some anyway. gems, guys? <laughs> what, what, what was all, where, what we did in the shadows was four seasons. How many points did you get from that? Uh, so there'd be two and a half per season, right? Yeah, so ten. Yeah, so that that's that's not yeah. what ten for that and eleven for grim. Like those, those, it's, those it's the hour movies is where you you got it right. Like oh yeah. yeah. It's okay. I'm just happy that this is over, and next year we'll do a different thing, so we don't have to cover. Fucking well, I, that was the, that was what I realized is like you're still like because we we talked about taking it easy, and then after the first week, I'm in last place. After the second week, I'm I'm still you're in second place, uh, but I'm still way behind because yeah, the you're third fucking week is when going you... crazy. So but I'm the like, third week fuck is this. yeah, this is the third week where you like you got competitive, and you're like, I have to watch all these hour movies to beat them. But I've I, uh, honestly, if you, uh, I'll I'll send you my list. I still have like probably thirty or forty in my in my list of stuff to watch, and I I, I do think like this month for you guys uh, tends to be a lot of stuff that forever like. These, if I had a thousand movie watch list, mm-hmm. I probably only have like twenty of these movies. Mm-hmm. Like the, it's they're they're not on my. Uh, so for me, this is like culturally, I'd rather like see what was up in the thirties and forties. So I have no regrets with that. <laughs> I I never want to have this competition again. I will say that. Uh, because it just takes over the the yeah. the month in in a not fun way, and it did that last year, and it did that the year before. We've been ramping up in like ridiculous ways. Since <laughs> you, you, got- you guys are insane. Yeah, like, like bad shit, insane. I think even seventy five movies seems very like for an average person, bad shit, crazy. Thirty movies. People think yeah. thirty one and thirty days, like thirty one mm-hmm. thirty one days, is crazy. Because a lot of people have been like, oh, so you're watching like a movie a day. Like, no, I'm watching five movies a day. I'm watching five movies today. Sorry, that's five hours a day, average, and that's like watching Adam Bentley's 30 minute movies. Like, yeah. if you're watching like Kyle and Meeves, like 90 minute movies, that's like I, a, I would almost <laughs> be curious of adding up your total. And no, no, like I, I guess I had some. Actually, I didn't have any hour things on here. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Because I think if he has seven, yeah, seventy, but he's and doing white, an hour and ew. a half, Am that I brings right? him up to probably a hundred. But a lot of mine are like seventy, seventy-two, yeah. seventy something. Okay, yeah. so yeah. what were some yeah. gems for you yeah. guys? Let's talk about the highlights of the month. Mm-hmm. Because watching possession. Why do I even want to talk to you, fucking asshole? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What what black and white movies do you want to watch? <laughs> you, you made like I feel bad about watching these things that I wanted to watch. Like go fuck yourselves. Uh, I walk with a zombie. There's a, a fucking seventy minute movie. That's the best movie I watched all month. So suck it. Yeah. Look, he's a sore winner. <laughs> I've just like I've seen him watch six of these fucking movies. Like that's the reason why I did this in the last six days. It was like he's gonna pull this shit because he's just as competitive. Of but me. I didn't watch like even on but Halloween you, Day. You, you look like six... Creepshow is a two hour movie. Because eventually you probably realize you could, you're you're not enjoying them at the rate that I am. So you're not gonna want to do I, that again. You're saying you're enjoying them at the rate, but I guarantee if we look on Letterbox, your average rating a lot of these is three and under. Go look at my last year's uh, shot. October. Look at my last year. Like this is my lowest score of the year month every year. Yeah, that, that I do. Makes sense. Not really it, like a it's horror film, always right? like my lowest score. It, it like I usually have like almost like I'm cusping on four, and then below I'm almost at like three by this, and yeah. then I, I move it back up. It's not that I don't. It's it's because I'm looking for new things, and usually the new things are not at the same level. This I think it was probably a higher year than most for me. Hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, so some of like my gems was uh yeah, possession. If you guys have to check out possession, it's fucking insane. Yeah, I gotta to I gotta watch that. One. Yeah, yeah. And the other one I was checking out was um Threads was another one that almost didn't count. I guess it doesn't matter at this point, but like that one is still rattling around in my brain. It does, how doesn't it? Just like uh, it stays with you. How um, uh, I don't want to say it all can be taken away like that. It, all it takes is one maniac at the push of a button, yeah, and it's all gone. Like that's that's scary. <laughs> what about you, Rod? Any uh, gems? Yeah, I got a bunch of uh, highlights. I'll quickly run through them. Uh, for old movies, The Bat with Vincent Price was a good one. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome's The Cat Creeps. Uh, the Killer Shrews, Adam didn't like that one, but I had fun with that. It's kind of like a pre-Night of Living Dead where people are trapped in a, in a, in a location fighting off, only in this case it's giant rats. Uh, the Ghost Walks I had fun with just because of the twists and turns. The Ape Man, Bella Gosi, I had fun with. And Spooks and Rod, another uh, Bella Gosi with the... Uh, whatever they called the East Side Kids, enjoyed that more than Adam. Uh, Roger Corman, I found a couple uh, classics there. Uh, Bucket of Blood is one I've been wanting to watch, and Little Shop of Horrors, both of you guys enjoyed those, and I agreed with you on those. And The Undead from 57 was kind of uh, a fun one. Uh, I had that crazy day where I, some of those movies I'd already seen, so I, I'm not going to mention anything I'd watched before this month, but Blood Delirium and Arnold uh, were both... Arnold was uh, one year. Both... Fucking great and worth a watch. Crazy, insane movies. Nothing like those movies out there. Uh, TV films, I watched a bunch of those and came away with some favorites. Uh, the Victim, uh, starring, uh, fuck, what's her name from Bewitch? Can't think of it, but that was a lot of fun, where it's pretty much like her in a house alone. Um, and you know some things, you know you know her sister's murdered, and is she going to find mm-hmm. it, and what's going to happen with her? A lot of fun. Scream, Peggy, Scream, again, was a lot of fun. And The House That Would Not Die. Enjoyed all those. And then... Um, yeah, just some random ones. The Hammer film, Plague of Zombies, was a Hammer film I'd never seen before. Enjoyed Games was a nice surprise. Uh, Blackula, excited to watch the sequel for mm-hmm. that one. Dominique. Uh, Devil Story, I talked about today, just that if you're in the right mood. Uh, the Gate, talked about today. Uh, the Witches from 1990, had never oh, nice. seen that. Uh, kind of a, a good kids' family classic, yeah, really even though it's fucking terrifying. Uh, Vacation of Terror 2. Mosquito, which is a fun... Uh, Monster, giant mosquito movie. Uh, Jacko, I just talked about. Sinister, a uh, VOD movie, was a lot of fun. Wishmaster was a huge surprise because na- actually, 90s for me, Vacation of Terror's 90s, The Witch's 90s, Mosquito, Jacko, Sinister, Wishmaster, and The Relic were all 90s flicks when you know you don't hey. think of the 90s when you think of horror, and I had a blast with all those. And then the only other thing is um, for episodes, I just want to mention uh, the two my son recommended, Amphibia. The Shut-In and Dark Tales of Trickening. Both of those were so much fun and will probably... Duck Tales? Yeah, Duck Tales yeah. will make my uh, possibly shock tease. Yeah, they were very Halloween, a lot of fun. Uh, the Corner Gas, when you talked about, was mm-hmm. a nice surprise. And then Frasier, I might become have to go watch uh. Frasier because I enjoyed, well, two out of the three specials I had a lot of fun with. Um, and then Low Lights, I'm not going to really tear apart anything. I'll just yeah. say The Big Bang Theory, watch all those. <laughs> not for well. me. And uh, No One Will Save You is probably the biggest disappointment. I was so pumped for a, a new, mm-hmm. cool alien movie. And uh, yeah, distant jive with that one. Uh, what else do you guys Adam. have? Gems. What we do in the shadows. Just watch what we do in the yeah, shadows. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. I uh, Yeah. Like, I had more eight stuff, but we don't need to go over it again. Yeah. All uh, right. Okay, well, that is... 
the end of Shocktober, Adam is the new and, well, final king of Halloween, because I don't think we're going to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to kill yourselves at that point. Um, if you want to say congratulations to Adam and condolences to me and Kyle, you can send it to moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, the films we watch and maybe give us some shit for next year. I'm, I'm, I usually start thinking of next year already, well, even if I'm not going to go yeah, crazy. What, what, what we're going to do next year is going to be a bit different. But, um, but uh, yeah, we'd love to hear you. Just uh, We're on Facebook, uh, like page, group page, search Movie City Maniacs. You'll find us. And we're on Instagram at Movie City Maniacs. All right, stay scared. Bye. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips like roses and clover. Then tell him that his lonesome nights are over. Send me. Please turn on your magic beam Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream Bum, 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 bum